Hello everyone, welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. I'm Russell Howell. And this is Toast by Chance, where we come and talk all things movies, television, news, sports, and all that good stuff. And uh, I guess this is our Thanksgiving special. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah, it's uh, it's Wild Turkey Wednesday, so uh, if you're in Pennsylvania, uh, well, you actually will not be drinking right now because they stopped serving alcohol after 5 p.m. Really? So Yeah. Yeah, they made uh, made that a big thing. So Wild Turkey Wednesday is pretty much non-existent for the Pennsylvania folk. So yeah. Well, uh, and uh, this week we decided to take a look back at a subject we visited one time, one time only, and it's one I kind of want to keep coming back to because it's movies that became memes. Yeah. In which you guys decidedly <laughs> said Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Which, That's emphatic. Uh, emphatic. An emphatic yes for Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Which uh, we have some things, at least I have things to say about. I, know, I don't know about you, Russell, but I have some things to say about Willy Wonka. Yeah, there's, I mean, you could absolutely point out some things. Yeah, that, this will be a fun topic of this, discussion. This, this will be, sure. this, this be a fun movie to talk about. Uh, but uh, right now we've got to get to some of our other segments. First of which is our weekly NFL talk. Uh-oh. Yeah, so uh, the games happened, Russell. Games came, games went. Did you do our record to see how we did? I didn't. I didn't record this. You, this. Done. I, I, you know, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it this week to see how we do for the next one. Okay. Okay. So let's see. Let me write this down. I think it'll be fun. Something to something to do. Yeah. So let's let's, let's, let's see if you can get more right this this time. Sounds good. Okay. Let me see. Write down, Russ. Chance. Uh, so looking back at the last week, any like massive, massive shocks? I think biggest one I think of the weekend is Dallas beating Minnesota. Dallas beating what? Minnesota. Yeah, I think uh, the Rams beating Buccaneers were a little bit more for me because I thought that um, TB twelve. Yeah, I have to go TB twelve, man. I, I I just I have to go. I just got to go with that one. I just thought that that was a better. Um, uh, that was more of an upset for me because I kind of thought that the Rams really, I just they're they're not as good as their record indicates. Um, but yeah, they're 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 winning the games that you got to win. Um, kind of what I said about Cleveland. The Chiefs, you know, you're the Chiefs nearly fumbling again against the Raiders. That was surprising. yeah. Raiders are tough though. The Raiders are going to be a uh, fun team to watch in the um, playoffs because they 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 can show you they can hang around. Um, the best teams. And I think they're going to be dangerous coming into the um, postseason for sure. If they make a wild card appearance, which uh, I'm guessing they probably pa- will. Packers losing with a shock too. And I got to say, uh, I, re- I feel really bad for Mark, for Marquez Valdez Scantling. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's always good to watch Green Bay lose. Cause I'm uh, obviously, I just ugh, can't, can't stand, but um, that, that was a big upset too. Kind of. Yeah. Uh, can, uh, another surprising one. I'm, f- I'm surprised the Panthers. The Panthers, mind you, without their two best offensive weapons, still shut out the Lions. Yeah, yeah, that's that 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 was kind of crazy. I thought that was kind of nuts. Oh, and uh, uh, let's let's pull, let's pull one out for Joe for Joe Burrow. Cincinnati, oh man, Cincinnati <laughs> bungled him. Just what we were talking about, man. I said that um, if they have an offensive line and keep that boy healthy, I think that he's going to be a good franchise quarterback. Well, guess, what, he, guess what they didn't have? Guess what they did not have last Sunday? Yeah. And guess what they did not do last Sunday? The cur- yeah, the curse of Ca- Carson Palmer. Of course, yeah. that one was more of an accident. That was more of a player getting pushed into to Palmer there at the end when he uh, tore his ACL against the Steelers in a playoff game. Yeah. Well, it was also um, it was also announced yeah. today that uh, the Pittsburgh Ravens game due to COVID is being delayed, and that's all on the Ravens side. That had nothing to do with Pittsburgh. So, uh, it's 
Pittsburgh, re- remarkably unscathed by COVID this year. Yeah, some of these teams are flying under the radar, like yeah. without like COVID things. I mean, I'm sure. It, I don't know. Look at the like. If we can learn anything, I think we should learn what we've learned uh, from the NHL with the COVID test. Like that whole entire run of the playoffs with that bubble, I think it was kind of you know it's really gone under yeah. appreciated. I guess the fact that they didn't have any. I don't think they had any during that whole entire. No, they didn't have any. Pl- that playoff run. So I think whatever, whatever we did with that, I think was pretty good. I think NBA playoffs handled that pretty well too. NBA though, the season itself handled itself and handled well in general. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so which we, we now have like, just, we now have to watch all the shitty teams play uh, tomorrow on Thanksgiving. Yeah. I mean, honestly though, one of my bucket list things, and I've, I've always, always wanted to do it. I always want to go to a home, uh, lions game for, uh, Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving. I just think uh, yeah. it just, I, I don't know. They've had so many good players come and go with that team. Um, it's just kind of sad that they never got it all together. You know what I mean? All right. So <laughs> looking at looking ahead for next week, and we're going to write this down this time. Uh, so Tex- right. Texans-Lions. I'm going Texans on this one. I'm going to go to the Lions. I put money on them. I put money on FanDuel on them to cover the Ooh. spread. Uh, or they're getting points, I think. Um I, this is something I've always noticed on Thanksgiving. The Lions always play tough football on on Thanksgiving. I don't know what it is, but they're tough to beat on Thanksgiving. So I'm going to go with the Lions. All right, I'm going Texans because strength, strength, strength of Deshaun Watson. They're coming, they're coming off a win. They're coming in hot. I get it, and this is one of these wins. Where this is the type of win. This is the type of game here where Detroit doesn't need it, but they can totally play spoiler. Um, just for like a p- potential uh, playoff rush with uh, Houston, so I think for sure, I think they, uh, I think they got this one. All right, Washington, Dallas. It's, it's actually tough because they, they're they having the same lineup they had with the last the last time against Washington, yeah. and they were yeah. facing Alex Smith last time. Yeah, and to they me, still again, got it's stumped. one of those things where it's one of those things where you look at it and you always look at the home team. Dallas and Detroit always have obviously the home games. They always play tough, but I like Washington in this matchup just because of the fact of Alex Smith, the difference maker. I think he's really playing smart ball, 49ers smart ball when he was with Harbaugh. I think, you know, he's throwing the ball really well. And they showed you that if, if he doesn't throw for like many, many yards, I think it's like under 150 yards or under 200 yards or something like that. He's like 15 and three or something like that. I was reading. Yeah. So I, I I'm gonna go with Washington on this one. I think they're uh, I think they're gonna get the W on Turkey Day. Honestly, I kind of agree. I'm, I'm leaning towards Washington, yeah. <laughs> the football team <laughs> coming out with I the mean, win. Uh, honestly, because they have not, the, Dallas has not shown me anything else. Uh, they're they're a really really bad team. I mean, but both both neither are very good. Oh no, and the and that's that's the shit show that is the NFC East this year. Um, and one of one yeah. of these teams, an NFC East team, is finally going to get the four wins. They all have three, and they will be hosting a playoff game. Keep one, that in mind. One of them will be hosting a playoff game, and there'll be a four seed too, which is ridiculous. It's it's really sad. Yeah. Uh, okay, moving on to sun to Sunday football. Uh, we got Bills Chargers. It's definitely Bills, right? Yeah, I got Buffalo. I think just they're, they're playing hot. And San Diego has, I think, Bosa's out, their defensive player. Uh, yeah, I, I don't see why the Bills don't get back on the road here with uh, with a W here. Yeah, same thing. Plus, it's San Diego. San Diego's been an expert of fumbling games this year, so yeah, <laughs> maybe the Bills. Uh, Titans Colts. It's tough because Oof. I think I think that's a tough one because I think the Colts have a better defense, but the Titans have a much better offense. Yeah. 
That's I'm, a tough one. Yeah. I'm gonna slightly lean towards. I'm gonna lean towards Tennessee. I'm gonna take Tennessee just because uh, what Vrabel's done with that is kind of a blueprint of what he learned in New England. Um, he's building that, that type of team defensively. They're, the pieces are coming, but they are fun to watch offensively. Um, I just don't know if the Colts. I think it's gonna be a high-scoring game, back and forth type game. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give the edge to Tennessee too. All right. Uh, next game. Uh, Panthers Vikings. I feel like they have. Uh, an, I feel like the Panthers have enough defensive, like enough talent out that they're gonna lose this one. I'm going Vikings. <laughs> I'm going the Vikings. They're playing at home um, after that that collapse there last week with Minnesota, losing a game they should have won. Um, yeah, we'll go Minnesota on this one. All right, uh, Browns Jacks. <laughs> Jesus, and uh, it should be noted, Gardner Minshew is not playing. <laughs> He's been benched yeah. for Joe for Joe Luton or John Luton. Yeah. Or the, not, not John I'm gonna Luton. go I'll go with the Brownies. Um, he was benched for somebody. It was not, but it's not John Luton. Yeah, I, I I couldn't even tell you. I'm gonna go with the Brownies. Um kind of what I said last time on the last podcast. They're playing smart ball. They're playing the, they're winning the games they need to win. Um far from a perfect team, they're fun to watch though. Um they have a really good defense. That's why a lot of their games are uneventful there uh in the first half, like low scoring type games. But I think that Brown this is the Browns game. Sure. All right. Uh, oh boy, this this, this matchup hurts. Uh, the Giants. You going the Browns too? Yeah, I'm going the Browns too. I okay, agree. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with everything you you just said. Yeah, I figured. Uh, go Giants Bengals. Oh, oh, this one hurts. This one hurts. Uh, that's a that's a that's a rough that's a rough watch. Yeah. Yeah. Professional football, here, buddy. Uh, I. Uh, yeah, this is a tough one. I'm gonna go with the G men on this one. I think. Uh, Burroughs, losing Burroughs, I think that was their pretty much their life force there on offense. Not saying that was like a lot because they didn't have really much talent to work with. But when you have a quarterback like, you know, a Joe Burrow, he really tries to bring out the best in other players. Um, without that, I don't think they're going to be they're going to completely lost as a team. I think the Giants find a way where they're starting to win a couple games here and there. I think they have what three or four wins right now. Something three like wins, Something three like wins. That, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I think the G men are going to take this one and. Actually, crazy to be in the in the top of your division at four wins and eight losses or seven losses or whatever the hell. But yeah, I'm well, gonna go with the Giants on this one. Three wins, however many losses they have. Them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm also leaning towards the Giants. Like the, the Bur- losing Burrow is is what's gonna kill their season. Not that they had much oh, one to be- not that they had much one to begin with, but that's what's gonna kill them. Oh no, just because like kind of how I said. I mean, you have a, a quarterback that like it, it tries to push out the best in players. You know what I mean? I just uh, you can't re- you can't rebound from that. And I don't even know who the hell their backup is. So I, I just don't think it's going to be any good. Yeah, I forgot it. It's yeah. Uh, I remember seeing him at the end of the of the Washington game, and he just he wasn't doing anything. So yeah, uh, yeah. I think like the Giants are going to take this one. Uh, yeah, for sure. Cardinals versus Patriots. I'm going Cards on this. Uh, they're playing in Foxborough. Yes. Man, as bad as the Patriots have been, I just uh, I hate. Uh, really, it, 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 it sounds easy. It sounds easier than it is, but it's just like it's the Patriots. You know what I mean? They can throw out that surprise like they normally do. I want to err on the side of caution. I'm going to go with Kyle Murray and uh, the Cardinals. They have more obviously on offense, but don't count. You know, don't count on. Uh, you know, don't count out Cam Newton and the Patriots. I just think that with you know. The thing that Belichick does the best is just he finds ways to win. I mean, obviously this year hasn't been the, the obviously your ideal Patriots. So, something season. he pretty much something he uh, probably forgot between losing Brady. Yeah, actually, yeah, losing football games. You know, um, 
it really has probably uh, humanized and humbled him, I guess. But uh, don't count them out. I'm going to go with Arizona, but don't uh, don't sleep on New England. I wouldn't be surprised if New England pulled an upset. All right. Uh, ooh, okay, this was... I know where we're going now. Yeah. Uh, does, <laughs> does the trek to 0-16 continue? Jets versus Dolphins. I got to say, Tua, uh, not very impressive on his last outing. No, my wife uh, my wife was not a fan of the last game against Denver. Uh, they just played really sloppy. Uh, I will go with my wife's Dolphins on this one. Uh, the Jets are really, really bad. They will go 0-16. Um, yeah, and plus, you know, Miami needs it for the division to stay, stay paced to try to hopefully catch up to uh, Buffalo. So I'm going to go with the Dolphins on this one. Hey, we, we need a win. You turn to the Jets. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Any, like I said, anything with the Jets, anything resembling competent football goes out the window. Yeah, it's it's bad. It's rough. It's almost like the year the uh, Lions went uh, 0-16. Yeah, so uh, we got that. Uh, next one, Raiders versus Falcons. I'm going Raiders on this one. Oof. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Raiders, too. Uh, again, another another. – I'm going to borrow the same t- tagline from uh, the Patriots. Don't count – don't sleep out on the uh, on the Falcons. Yes, I know they're they're just having a rough patch this year. In the last couple of seasons, they've had a rough patch, but they have they have talent around them to be winning. So it's kind of a shame that their record doesn't really indicate the talent that's on that team. Um, I will go the Raiders. They've played tight with some like contenders, like obviously some like you know some playoff contenders. Obviously, they beat um, I think they beat Cleveland, who's going to be a playoff team. They they almost beat they beat Kansas City once this year. So um, almost beat yeah, them twice. I'm going to go with the. Uh, what's that? Almost, Almost beat him twice, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with the Raiders for sure. All right, next one. Uh, the game that was supposed to be tomorrow but got postponed. Uh, <laughs> Ravens versus Steelers. Now, I'm not sure if this means the Ravens are going to have J.K. Dobbins and their other running back. but And that, and that's, yeah. That's so at I don't Pittsburgh. know how to, yeah. That's at Pittsburgh, too. Okay. I don't know, man. That's It's a smash-mouth football game. Uh, I, I, I know that. Baltimore needs it to stay relevant. They need they it a lot more than Pittsburgh needs it. You know I what mean, I mean? Yeah, they're Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's ten and zero. Like so, they. Uh, yeah, so I mean, they need it. So I'm going to go Baltimore. Baltimore's going to put all hands on deck on this one. I think really? just because of the fact that I mean, honestly, and that's the type of thing I've seen. I've seen this rivalry play out. I've seen Pittsburgh go into Baltimore and win. I've seen you know vice versa. I've seen Baltimore come into Pittsburgh and win. You know that's a smash mouth football game. No matter how you cut it. Um, they need it more. There's just no, there's no doubt about it. You can, you can choose. I mean, you can lose the next three or four games and still go 12 and four out and, and probably, probably win the division. Um, it's just going to be tough for Baltimore to get back into it. I think they need this game more than Pittsburgh does. So I mean, I agree. Baltimore but I'm going yeah. to disagree with you because it's, it's, I think it's going to be Pittsburgh. I'm not <laughs> just saying that because I'm a fan, but I am, yeah, no, I, I am saying you. that. I, I am you. saying that because I haven't been overly impressed with Baltimore this season. <laughs> Like I haven't either, but like when they're hot, they're hot. But they haven't given you that mediocre football. You know, what I mean, they're either all or nothing, and that's the type. Well, that's no, scary I, I disagree, I disagree that they. Like, actually, fair enough. I, I don't think they can. I think they have mediocre-ish football, but yeah, yeah. And, but for I, the most part, I, I feel it's, like yeah. I feel like Pittsburgh is a defense that knows how to stop Lamar Jackson. You 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 have to make him out throw you, which he's demonstrated this season time and time again. He can't do. But he, but the thing is, he was good last year on his feet. So I don't understand what has changed no, in that whole no, entire. No, that, that's the thing. Yeah. He's good. He was good last year on his feet. Yeah. People pick up yeah. on that, and we're just like, okay, so it's got to make him like, like I said, oh, make him out no, throw I've, you. Trust me, I've seen it with Kaepernick. I mean, when they when they box him in and make him a one dimensional quarterback, it, it's hard for any team to to get past that. You have to be mobile and agile and accurate as a passer. It's tough to do all that. 
Um, I still think that they have a, a, a solid enough team around them to to go pound for pound with Pittsburgh. So I, in again, that's that's the big thing if they're going to have Dobbins back or any of their uh, running backs back. So I, tentatively, I'm going to go with yeah, I'm going to go with Baltimore. I'll die on the sword on this one. I just think they need the game a lot more, and especially for playoffs per, playoffs in general, especially because you got some of these divisions that are going to take a couple playoff teams. All right, uh, next matchup we got Saints versus Broncos. I think it's pretty. It's pretty clear cut for this. Unless Saints have like a massive, massive drop in quality, I'm going. I'm going with the Saints. Yeah, even as a backup quarterback, I, I think he could beat the Broncos. Oh, taste the um, Taysom. That's right. Taysom Hill's still blank. Oh yeah, you're still gonna have Taysom, but it doesn't really matter because they need this game. I mean, New Orleans needs to keep pace. They need to keep. You know, they're looking in the rearview mirror and see Tampa Bay. So to me, it's like I don't think that. Um, I don't think the Saints drop a game like this. Uh, well, speaking speaking of Tampa Bay, we got oh next match. This is a good one. The, the one that the match of the Titans deprived of, of last season. Okay, not the Titans. <laughs> the Titans and Brady's playing that game deprived of this matchup last season. We got the old guard <laughs> versus the new classic. We got Brady v Mahomes, Bucks versus Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's an Arrowhead. Uh, no, no, it's not. It's it's, oh, it's, it's, a, it's a Bucks home game. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm going to go with Tampa. I think that um, – I know this is crazy, but we've seen the Chiefs completely not as dominant as their record may indicate. They only have one loss, but they are completely uh, beatable. Um, we've seen that. Um, I just – I don't know. I, know. I know Brady. I know he's a, he's, a, he's a competitor. He hates you know losing, and I just think that right now Tampa needs it more than uh, Kansas City. This is, this is where the next couple of weeks start to matter now. This is like the, you know, the Novembers or Decembers rolling into playoff season – for your, you know, for seeding and stuff like that, they need a win. I'm gonna go with Brady. I, I just, it's, it's to me, it's a no-brainer. Playoff time, no-brainer. No-brainer. See, that's for me. For okay, me. yeah. Okay, I just, sure. I just think, and I think that's because I just love Tom Brady in general. I've seen, you know, I've seen, you know, all of his games. Like it's just, it's to me. I just think that Kansas City hasn't shown me that they're they're a nine and one team, but they're a nine and one team with a lot of flaws. Um, I, I just I, I think that um, Tampa is coming off of a rough loss there um, against the the Rams, and I just think they're going to bounce back, and I think they're going to have a I think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. I would love to see Brady poke holes in that Kansas City defense, just because so Pittsburgh has notes on it later. <laughs> I mean, San Francisco showed you in the Super Bowl. I mean, their their defense is absolutely there. They just they didn't keep the game plan for all four quarters. True, yeah, but um, uh, but I'm uh, yeah. I'm I'm leaning I'm leaning Chiefs. I'm leaning Chiefs. I'm leaning with. <laughs> Despite the, fact Sorry, Patrick, we, we, despite the fact that Patrick Mahomes, is, Patrick Mahomes is a monster, I will go on record saying uh, not, that. But. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just, I just think to me, it's, uh, it's a game that they need to win. I think they I, do need to win. If, if I'm, if I'm a gambling man, I wouldn't bet against Brady. So but, yeah, I, I, yeah, like I said, it's gonna be a fun game. But Kansas City is maybe the best offense in, fo- in football right now, so it's, I, it's gonna oh, be yeah, tough for the click, Bucks. When stop clicking him. for sure. Yeah. Uh, next one. Oh, your boys, <laughs> the Niners I know, I know versus where we're the going. Rams. Niners, Rams. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, boys. But uh, listen, let me let me go ahead and just sell it here real quick, okay? One of the three losses from the Rams came from the Niners. Let's just throw that out there, okay? Um, on a Thursday night, I believe it was, or a Monday night. What was that when you had your whole team? Um, Wasn't that when you had your whole team? No, no. Oh, was it? Our whole team. We had no, no, because we lost. Fuck, we lost our team. Fucking what? Third week of the season, but then we had Jimmy G back for a second. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Jimmy G back for like a week, and he's and he's gone again. Were we playing at? Uh, L.A. No, wait. Uh, yeah, L.A. It doesn't even matter. Yeah, uh, as much as I, you know, uh, 
We might be getting Mostert back this week, and they said Debo Samuels might be a go. Um, I don't know. As much I hate, I hate rooting. I hate picking against my team. I just they haven't shown me much. They've, they've been kind of incompetent with the last like couple weeks, like especially with the, the the Saints game. Uh, they played like a, a, a solid quarter, and then they just laid down for the next three quarters. Um, I'm gonna go with the Rams on this one. I, I I hate picking against my team, but it's just I, I haven't you know I just haven't seen anything that showed me otherwise. You know, what I mean, I've seen a flat San Francisco team the last couple weeks, so uh, I'm gonna go with the Rams. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm leaning the same way. Now, uh, next one <laughs> we have Sunday Night Football: Bears versus Packers. I think for me. This is all going to come down to what Aaron Rodgers we get. Are we doing this? It? Is true. Are we getting pissed off, Aaron Rodgers, or mildly irked, Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I, but the Bears have just gone south hard, man. They have. Um, they open up a nice little lead, lead in the NFC North, I think, and they just completely tanked. Um, they look bad. Um, this is in Lambo. This is yeah, it, it is in Lambo. It doesn't even matter because it's the same weather either that or in Soldier Field, the same thing. That's true. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's going to be a tight game, I think, just because of the fact that those rivalry games are always tight. As much as, you know, they're fun to watch because, I mean, I think that's one of the oldest to, the oldest rivalries right there. I think the Bears and the Packers. Probably. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll go with the Pack on this one just because, again, they need to win it to try to stay relevant and then in the, try to get a couple of, like, the top two seeds in the uh, NFC. So uh, I'm gonna go with them because they got to keep pace with the Saints. So I'll probably end up going with uh, the Packers on this one. Yeah, uh, but I'm definitely going Packers too. Yeah. I, hopefully Aaron Rodgers shows up to work that thing. I mean, uh, it's the only thing that makes sense. I just I don't see. Uh, I can't see any. I can't see any other outcome. And last matchup of the week, Monday Night Football: Seahawks versus Eagles. I'm counting on the Seahawks to demolish the Eagles. I don't know about you. Yeah, I thought that again when the Niners played the Eagles, and I was wrong. Um, anyway, though, it's what a year. I just I'm I'm done with football, but uh, yeah, for for sure, I'm gonna go Seattle. Is it baseball season yet? <laughs> Please, college basketball started today. Good can news. The, can, um, can the NBA start? But, can... Yeah, uh, but um, no, I'm gonna go with Seahawks. I think that um, you know they're just they're clicking right now. Um, I think they're they're gonna probably win the NFC West. Um, but we're taking three teams out of there. And I, I said that from day one, even with the Niners, like being in there, obviously, cause obviously that's my, my squad. So I'm going to, but I, I said, we still have the best division of football. We're going to take three teams from that division. So, uh, I think Seattle's going to win this one. All right. So that's it for uh football talk this week. Uh, back to, back to movies and stuff like that. So, uh, actually first of all, before we continue on doing anything, uh, Russell, you actually watched a movie that I'm very high. I'm very high on from last year. <laughs> Yeah, you did. Uh, I, I did this, this is our this is our watch list segment of the show. Yeah, um, I watched Waves. We had a uh, Queller and I had a uh, match where uh, we needed to do. Uh, they gave us a list of movies to watch, and uh, Waves was on it. And we split five and five. Usually is what we do. So I wanted to take Waves because I had been wanting to see that. So it gave me extra reason to watch it, and I I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, yeah, had, yeah. Uh, how'd you how'd you how'd you like it? Fantastic performance uh, from. Uh, Calvin Harrison Jr. He's excellent um, in the movie. Phenomenal. It's it's a heartbreaking film. Like um, you, you watch it and like you you see it, you know you you see all this stuff unfold before your eyes and you, know, you feel bad when he gets that um, level five slap tear in his shoulder cause, and he's a wrestler so he's like you know you kind of like depend on obviously your arms for that. He has big things going and future plans and dreams and stuff like that and it's just kind of derailed and then we see obviously all this stuff that happens after 
Um, and this movie kind of feels like a full metal jacket type film, just, just because it feels like two movies in one. I think maybe, I mean, and I think you maybe got that vibe too. No, I, not, I agree. Not I, I do as, agree. As a war movie, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just the two different types of movies. Well, yeah, you're watching, like, there's, you're there's like a, there's like yeah. a massive perspective shift, like after the halfway. Yeah, place. for sure. Yeah, and that's exactly what Full Metal Jacket was. I always kind of call it the Full Metal Jacket uh, type movie because it's just like it's two noticeably different movies. You know what I mean? Um, but I enjoyed it. I really did. Um, it was one of those movies that really, yeah, you 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 watch it like, damn, it can really sucker punch you in the in the, in the stomach. You know what I mean? Um, just how quickly things can turn just like slightly, you know what I mean? Ever so, so gently, um, just like waves in the ocean. You know what I mean? I obviously I kind of see the symbolism there with the, the title and stuff like that, but I enjoyed this film. I'm, you know, I knew I had to message you. I said, yeah, I'm watching this and yeah, I knew you'd be excited about it. Cause I had been talking about wanting to see it. I was glad to finally watch it though. Highly recommend it for the listeners for sure. You guys absolutely have to check this one out. Good performances. Sterling K. Brown is uh, tremendous as well. Oh, I, I really, um, I really think if they put like a bigger Oscar push behind it, he would have gotten a best supporting actor oh, nomination. Oh, dude, he tremendous as that dad who pushes his son to the limit. He's, um, he's so and, and just, fucking. Yeah. I think he was on my top twenty yeah. performance, probably even top five performances of the last year. Definitely top ten. And I, and I probably would have put waves, and I would have probably pushed. Uh, probably push that a little bit harder had I seen it last year because I really did enjoy that film and you knew I would have liked that anyway. Oh, but yeah. um, great performances and you know what I mean. Really good, unexpected storyline. I wasn't really expecting that because I didn't know too, oh, too much going into it. Yeah, I no, I, I didn't. I didn't good. see where it was going at all. And... Oh no, I had no idea. I just assumed it was just like about family and like the struggles of family. But I mean, yeah, you see struggles and it's like wow. You see struggles, um, but not the ones you expect. Yeah. No, and that was the thing. I think that's the thing that really, like, kind of, like, you know, uh, really made my mouth open when I was watching the film. But uh, great performances, really solid film, definitely recommended. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, anyone who hasn't seen Waves, we we both highly recommend you go check it out. It was on my top. Absolutely, 10. it was on my top ten of last year. But it was number four, if I'm not mistaken. Four, okay, four or five. Yeah, like I said, I, I really would really wish I would have had that. I would have put it on my top ten probably. Absolutely. Uh, so now moving on to our usual segment, first of which is trailer talk. Uh, first, oh, we have a lot. To, we have a lot to discuss right now. Oh <laughs> uh, boy, rip the bandaid off. <laughs> where do we? Where do we begin? Uh, let's uh. start with the one we probably have least to say about. Uh, let them all talk. Ironically, with the one we probably have least to say about. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This was it's a new Steven Soderbergh film, which I mean, he's pretty pretty solid director. It can be inconsistent at times, but pretty solid. Yeah. This one I thought was going to Netflix, but turns out no. This one's actually going to HBO Max. I'm not sure if uh, you know distributors changed halfway through, but yeah, uh, it's now landed at HBO Max. Uh, it stars Meryl Streep as an author who's trying to write a new book, and uh, but in order to get away, you know, clear her mind, she goes on a trip with some friends, with some of her friends and her nephew. The friends played by Candace Bergen and Diane Weist, and the nephew played by Lucas Hedges. Gemma Chan's also in the movie. Uh, Russell, what do you think of the trailer for Let Them All Talk? It does not feel like a Soderbergh film watching it. It does not. Um, it doesn't. It really doesn't. No. Um, it wasn't. It did, didn't feel like it at all watching the trailers. Uh, typical Meryl Streep performance. I think we're going to get a good solid performance out of her. Um, Oscar nomination. Cast is pretty. Potentially, just because it's. It, because, we're, just because Meryl Streep. Just because Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. Yes. Might as well get her 28th or whatever nominee. Um, <laughs> But yeah, solid cast. I think the film looks okay enough. Um, I, I think it'll be okay. I, it's just one of those ones that didn't really excite me. It did. I, I was kind of just eh, when I when, was when I was done watching the trailer. 
but um, star-studded cast. Um, it should be fun. Like I said, it, it has a potential with some Oscar nominations there just because of uh, you know who's surrounding it and the fact that you have Soderbergh directing it. So we, we shall see. Yeah, so I'm kind of like, eh, kind of in the middle with it. Yeah, yeah, so am I. I think that it's going to – I think it's mixed – middle of the road. I mean, look, Soderbergh can be a great director when he delivers, but <laughs> him delivering isn't always a guarantee oh, now. So we'll see. We'll yeah, see how for it sure. Uh, you know, well, let's start with the one that I'm really excited about be- before we get into well, everything else. Uh, one Night in Miami. Uh, this is a new movie coming to Amazon Prime Video. Uh, and it's all about one night in Miami. The potential one night in Miami. The fictional night in which Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali, Jim Brown, and Sam Cooke all got together in a, in a hotel in Miami. Uh, this would have, I believe, would have been after the first time he beat Sonny Liston. I think, because he just he I just wanted. I think so, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's based it's based on a play basically about how all of them play into the civil rights issue at the time. Uh, directed by Regina King in her first uh, directorial debut, is getting rave reviews. People I know who have seen it tell me it's amazing. I can't wait to see yeah. it. Yeah, uh, Russell, what do you think of the trailer for One Night in Miami? Kind of what you were saying. I mean, it's it's the best out of the trailer bunch that we have, um, and and kind of what you said. It, it's kind of interesting to see these different ideals collide with the whole entire civil rights movement, you know what I mean? With different views and stuff like that, because you had a lot of these guys were, you know, obviously uh, strong in the civil rights movement. Obviously you have the Malcolm X, you have your, you know, Muhammad Ali, Um, Sam Cooke. I obviously, I know obviously the singer just don't know a whole lot about uh, his viewpoints and stuff like that. And obviously you have the, you know, notorious black Panther, uh, Jim Brown, very, uh, very opinionated. So it's going to be kind of interesting to see see this come into, you know, what I mean, into fruition in a, in a film. Um, but it looks it looks fantastic. I mean, it really does. And um, yeah, I could see this movie getting some Oscar love for, for sure. Yeah, it's got a, it's got a cast that includes uh, Leslie Odom Jr., Sam Cooke from Hamilton, Aldous Hodge, who I, I I've been a big fan of for a very long time as uh, Jim Brown. You got newcomers like uh, Eli Eli Gore as Muhammad Ali, uh, King Kingsley Ben Adir as Malcolm X, who, funny enough, actually played Obama in that uh, Showtime series, The Comey Rule. Oh God, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, so uh, I'm definitely I'm definitely looking forward to this. I think that it looks awesome. For sure. I can't wait to see it when it drops on Amazon on Christmas Day, to 2020. Uh, next trailer we're talking about, oof, the, the next three, where do we begin? Let's start with this. Uh, let's start with Chaos Walking. Uh, so Chaos Walking is an upcoming dystopian sci-fi film. It takes place in a world where ev- basically everyone can see each other's thoughts. Uh, and Todd, Todd, the main character is Todd Hewitt, played by... Uh, Tom Holland discovers Viola, played by Daisy Ridley, a mysterious girl crashed on the planet where women have all disappeared, and the men are affected, like I said, by the noise, a force that puts all thoughts on display at any time, which would lead to so many problems. <laughs> Let's just be real. Yeah, absolutely. If, if, For sure. If anyone can see your thoughts at any given time, I think mankind would be at war with itself. Oh, yeah. They always say men think about sex all the time. I was like, oh, well, there proofs in the pudding. That, that, that's, you know what, that's, that's, why all, that's why all the women are gone. <laughs> they started Absolutely. seeing all their thoughts. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, I see what's going on here. Uh, also co-starring in this film is Matt Mickelson, Damien Bichir, uh Cynthia Revo, Nick Jonas, David Yellowo, uh, Oscar Hayanda, Kurt Sutter, 
and uh, written uh, written by Patrick Ness, who also wrote the book. And funny thing, and this is something I'll share right now, uh, I actually used to live with his nephew. <laughs> his nephew used to be my roommate. Sure. Yeah. That's funny. So I've actually been uh, been close to this project for a long time. So, uh, Russell, what do you think about the trailer for uh, Chaos Walking? I mean, it looked fun. I mean, it looks far from a like a, a perfect movie. Um, I mean, it does look fun, though. Uh, I, I do want to see it just because I'm kind of curious about it. Um, with Holland and, you know, Daisy Ridley together, I'm kind of curious to see how that's going to play out on the screen. Um, anytime you have, like, Mickelson's always a good, solid, you know, supporting cast. Yeah. Um, so that should be fun. And like I said, it looks okay. I mean, it's far from perfect. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think it looks fun. I, I do want to see it, though. I am curious to see it. I think it looks, like I said, far from perfect, but it looks fun. I think it looks interesting. I think the concept of it is, yeah. is, is fascinating. I want to see how this whole world plays out. It gets me interested in that. I want to see how relationship with animals plays out because that seems like a, it's a big part in this trailer or in this yeah. movie. So I'm definitely curious about it, uh, especially because we've been waiting for so long. This, this was really slated to come out in March of 2019. And then it Jeez. Came, yeah. The rise, rise two the years new, late. The uh, new New Mutants, I guess, huh? I guess. Uh, Doug Lyman. Well, no, we, <laughs> no, not quite. We we had trailers guess, back in. If we had trailers back in uh, last September, then yes, but we we got to get keep keep getting pushed back. I guess to be the New Mutants, right? <laughs> yeah, got to got to keep getting pushed back. Uh, directed <laughs> by Doug Lyman, which is fascinating because you know he's pretty he's pretty selective about what he does, and yeah, he's he's been he's been hitting he's been hitting in the last couple of years. So uh, yeah, so we'll see. Hopefully. It's, Keeps it going. Hopefully, it's another hit. Uh, it's set for a January twenty second, twenty twenty one release. Maybe, possibly, who knows? <laughs> but uh, we'll definitely find out. Uh, our last few trailers are just—they're a lot. They're a lot to take in. Let's start with the first one, the shorter one. Drop today. Clifford, the big red dog. This is the <sighs> live action adaptation of oh the Clifford books. Now, it's a very uh, short trailer. It basically just shows you what Clifford's going to look like. And look, I'll say this. It's called Clifford the Big Red Dog, and they deliver exactly that. It's a big red dog. Yes, it looks like he got, like, Kool-Aid spilled on, a, on a, like, a white dog. That's the thing. What happened? It delivers. Yeah. It delivers. It kind of over-delivers in that sense because it looks like a big-ass red Labrador. <laughs> which Yeah, I'm like, ugh. Look, I used to watch the Clifford cartoon all the time when I was a kid. I now see why the people of Burba Island were kind of antsy on this thing because let's because like if I saw a twenty five foot red Labrador walking my way, <laughs> I would assume the city's under attack. This is kind of scary in real in, in real life. Wait a minute, is this twenty twenty? This shit does probably happen. It probably it probably could happen. Who knows? Oh my god! But yeah, I think that and it's funny because we talked about Tom and Jerry last week because it kind of has the exact opposite problem. Of the original, oh, for sure. I, if, if I if asked today, I would rather go see Tom and Jerry than Clifford. Probably because look at Tom yeah. and Jerry. What, what we said that like they didn't feel tangible within their own movie, whereas Oof. Clifford feels too tangible. He feels too real. Yeah, and it's kind of freaking. It's kind of freaking me out. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Clifford Clifford trailer was rough. <laughs> to watch. <laughs> I mean, again, um, it, it, it it's bad. not really a full trailer. Just going showing no. what the dog looks like. But if this is what God. the dog looks like, it's kind of. I honestly think they could have gone with a more cartoony sense, like you know, feel. They could have done like no. They could have done exactly what Tom and Jerry did. Just do like the red dog, like in live action. Do, you know what, I mean? do what do what Tom and Jerry do. Did what did what yeah. so, did do what Sonic did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't have, just you don't have to look real. 
You don't have to have an actual physical red dog. No. Like, it, it, this movie uh, this does not look good. It's weird. It's it looks really weird, and I'm kind of looking forward to it. Not gonna lie, but it's just it it's weird. <laughs> so I mean, I want to see how bad it is, and I love dogs, so I'll go see it. I mean, I'm gonna go because I I, I like I said, I grew up watching Clifford, so we'll definitely I'm definitely gonna check well, this one out. Wait, this is gonna be like the Sonic the Hedgehog type revival here of this trailer. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you're gonna follow and that'll be fun fun to follow the threads on uh, twitter about oh. the clifford trailer and see what happens what fans say and stuff like that see how fast they uh try to maybe maybe make a little bit of updates on clifford i wonder yeah uh well i mean the, 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 the clifford the clifford fan base is not as as strong volatile not no not, not strong volatile as the sonic fan base i'm gonna put it that way oh yeah they're like you know what whatever we're just glad to get a movie yeah. Oh, but this is <laughs> directed by uh, Walt Becker, who no, may not sound familiar. Uh, also directed Van Wilder. That's a class, a classic gem. I enjoyed that back in the day. Yeah, has a cast that features uh, Jack Whitehall, John Cleese, Paul Rodriguez. Where the fuck has he been? <laughs> David wow. Algrier, Rena Kean Thompson, Rosie Perez, among others. Set for a November fifth, twenty twenty one release. Wow, they're trying, they're trying to build some hype for this. Oh. Well, that's what are the over under that that movie comes out that day? I think pretty. I think I, I think we'll hopefully have a handle on COVID by then. God, I hope so, man. It's almost been. A, can you believe it's almost been a year? It's almost been a year. Wow, it's it's crazy. It's depressing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next next trailer, and I think David Allen Greer. I heard David Allen Greer's voice in Clifford, which I'm kind of happy about because I miss David Allen Greer. I really do. Yeah, he was always a he was, he's such a gem in the '90s, and he just like went away. Yeah. Uh, last trailer we're talking about is for a sequel that I'm surprised that we actually we actually got <sighs> sequel to the anime Oscar nominated film, The Boss Baby, Boss Baby Two, Back in Business. No, I'm sorry, Boss Baby, the family family business, Back in Business, the TV show. No, oh, I thought it was Boss Baby Coda. <laughs> <laughs> boss baby. Oh man. So yeah, uh, the All boss right. baby, the boss baby, the first one got notoriety for just being weird and nearly impossible to follow the logic of. And that's why it was fun. That's why I mean, and it made good money. It made it made oh. a ton of money. And yeah. again, we 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 can't po- it's we can't talk about boss baby. But we can't talk about the logic of boss baby within a couple minutes. It's, it's got to be a whole episode. Uh. But the the sequel seems to be keeping that same trend. So uh, it follows adult Timothy, not voiced by Tobey Maguire this time. No, voiced by James Marsden. Uh, and he's like, I'll do it. The the boss baby who's grown up, not a baby anymore, at least not yet. Uh, again, voiced by Alec Baldwin, uh, who follow the new boss baby, voiced by Amy Sedaris, who they are trying to stop a criminal or a new takeover of baby core who's trying to teach babies to act bad voiced by jeff goldblum of all people i just i i don't know yeah uh watching this trailer i just again i am just so confused with this universe like what like what was real what wasn't what is going on i can't i can't i can't I can't with these fucking films. Then they then they drink like age reversing juice, so they go back to being a kid and a baby. But yeah, they still have. But, but it's, like, it's, it's, 
uh, look, Alec Baldwin voicing a baby, voicing the baby again. I feel fine with. But yeah. Tim still has his adult voice. Like James Mars is still voicing the kid. Yeah, it's like, oh boy, it, this is. I don't know. I did take Ella to go see the first one. It was fun. Um, it was kind of one of those cartoons where, like, you know, kind of how they have a lot of stuff in it for adults too. I felt like that's kind of how the first one was. Um, it was fun, but like, I we really didn't need a sequel to that movie. I mean, the, the box office said we did, but yeah, yeah Russell, I'm just, I'm, I'm frightened. I'm terrified. I'm frightened. I'm confused. And I don't know what to I, do with myself. I mean, if we can handle COVID-19, we can absolutely we can handle, handle Boss, Boss Baby, Baby 2 Coda. I mean. Boss, Boss, <laughs> Boss Baby Coda is set for a March 22nd, March 26, 2021 oh, release. Oh, God. God. God help us. So bad. It looks so bad. Uh, moving on to the next, moving on to the next story we're talking. Actually, uh, next, no more trailer. But now moving on to notorious news. Uh, we, have, we don't have very many news stories to talk about today, but they're all pretty big ones. Uh, first of which is we now have a release date for coming to America two. I don't know if it's coming to America or, com- or coming whatever it's called. Oh yes, it is called coming to America. Uh, it's now as a release date. Uh, coming a lot later than we thought it would. <laughs> uh, it's now set for a March 5th, 2021 release. Uh, okay. mo- the movie's are- the thing. The movie's already done, though. <laughs> yeah, so they really don't have anything to do. Yeah. I, I don't Maybe know. Tr- I don't know if they're trying yeah. to like space out the original movies. I don't know if they're trying to like you know put a better marketing push behind it. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe just because like hopefully like we get a little idea of what the hell you know this post COVID life. Hopefully soon. Maybe they're just trying to wait it out a little bit, kind of this, seeing. This now looks know. this now looks even dumber on Paramount because by this time they already have their own streaming service. Yeah, I, I I don't know what they're thinking, but I mean that's the only thing I can think of is is they're trying to make a little push for it when you know things go back to a moderate normal, I guess. I guess, but uh, yeah, I mean I'm, I'm still I'm still looking forward to the movie because I I love the original Coming to America. I know I know comedy sequels usually bite it. Usually, yeah, d- Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, but I <laughs> <laughs> among <laughs> many Caddyshack, Zool- Zoolander okay. too. Yeah, we just keep it going. You know, there's just there's a lot of them. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm apprehensive, but I was really impressed with what Craig Brewer did on Dolomite Is My Name, uh, which which I from last year, which I adored. Uh, so yeah, we'll definitely see what comes of this, and when it comes out, March thirty first. Uh, and speaking of things going to streaming services, it was announced that I mean we announced, we talked a couple weeks ago about how Disney has started a new branch, to basically oversee what's going through, what's going to Plus, and we're seeing we're starting to see the effects of that now uh, because there are uh, there are reports that Disney they're talking inside Disney regarding three of their movies going to Plus, just skipping theaters altogether and going straight to Plus. Uh, okay. One was a marquee. The, the two were kind of in development. One was a marquee. Uh, the, the three movies that are currently on the chopping block are Cruella, the feature, the feature film, uh, the, fe- the full-length feature film based on the Disney villain Cruella Deville starring Emma Stone, uh, Pinocchio, who I'm, I'm not even sure who's working on this one at this point, and Peter Pan and Wendy. Uh, so, Russell, do you think that these are good candidates to go with the plus? Yeah, I mean, I, I think those are all perfect choices because it, it, it seems like, you know, how many Peter Pan movies we've had. So, like, to me, the interest level on that one is not as high. 
Um, Corella, I think, would probably be something more I would probably be interested in just because it's kind of a new kind of exploration of Corella DeVille. You know what I mean? I think Emma Stone's a good choice. So I think that would be kind of interesting. And then the Pinocchio we've seen done before, too. So it's kind of like, eh, it makes sense that these these are going to be the type of films that you, you have on there. You know what I mean? So I, I, think, I think they all kind of make sense. Yeah, I mean, I do think that it's... I think I think they're all safe bets to go with. Yeah, especially Peter Pan and Pinocchio because we've seen for sure. God, as many versions. Yeah, uh, yeah. Cruella is the only yeah. one I could see making like a big splash in theaters. And that's what I was trying to say with that one. I think it's a, a different idea. And on top of that, Emma Stone is an A-list actress. I mean, you could you could say that easily now. I think because you know, winning an Oscar and just being in you know a lot of a lot of the movies that you know we've come to know and love. I just think that. Um, yeah, it could. I could see the thing totally being in the theater, but I just I think right now they're just going to play on Aaron's side of caution because they don't know really when normal is going to happen again. So, I, like I said, these three I, are perfect candidates, I think, for uh, streaming. Uh, so yeah, uh, next piece you're talking about is <laughs> I love this one. Uh, Scream Five is is uh, they've started filming, and we have a brand new title, Russell. You know what it yeah. is? What would that be? It's Scream. I did hear that. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Scream 5 is now being called just Scream because, yeah, it's not going to cause any confusion. Worked wonders for Halloween. I, yeah, I just, I don't get, yeah, I don't understand why Dude, we can't just call it Scream 5. You had, also, you had the opportunity to make the, fi- the S, the 5 and S, and you didn't take it. It was right there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 5 Cream. It's right there. Yeah, fi- fi- 5 Cream. There you go. 5 Cream, man. I'm telling you, we, we had it. We had it, but that, but it's 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 filming. It's on, it's underway. Uh, and and I can kind of talk about this during passing weeks. But how what's your excitement level for Scream Three now that like we know that it is a thing that is happening? I love Scream. I love the Scream movies. Minus the I think the third one's probably the weakest out of the four. Agreed. Um, I just I don't know. I, I, I get it. Try to introduce it to a different generation. I get that. Um, because we are almost 25 years removed from that movie and we will be i think when it, the time it comes out in 2021 right yeah. um which is crazy i remember seeing that in the theater when it first came out um yeah i mean I, i'm so excited to see it i did watch the tv show on mtv um my level of interest i mean i've always i've always liked ghostface killer i've always liked that whole entire uh you know just the horror genre in general and just its revitalization of that genre with west craven did um, in 96 with the film and just really kind of shaking things up in the late nineties there, because we didn't have really many original ideas for horror movies in the nineties. Nineties kind of like really like kind of dragged, I think in horror and horror movie. Uh, Agreed. you know what I mean? If you look at the decades, especially, especially, the, late, um, especially the late nineties. Yeah. Cause like, you know, it's going into the late 90s with the same type of shit. You know what I mean? Like you had your, you know, your alien possession type things like with like, you know, I, I, I love the faculty. Um, but you have like little movies like that. You know what I mean? The horror genre kind of was just kind of in the whole disarray. Um, but I am looking forward to this for sure. I, I just, I love scream. Um, and it's kind of, it'll be kind of cool to see what they do. Like, I hope, you know, again, when we're going in to see scream four, we're kind of worried about who out of the original OGs are they going to kill? They didn't kill anybody. Uh, spoiler, but you guys had, you guys had like what, what, almost six or seven years, I think to, to see that. It's it almost 10. It's almost 10, isn't it? Jesus, didn't it come out in 11 or no? It came out in... 11, yeah. You know, 11, yeah. Did it? Oh, Jesus. Okay, wow. I can't believe it's been that long. Wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like to me, I'm kind of curious who they're... I feel like they're going to kill somebody in this one. 
Um, I just hope it's not Sydney. Um, I just think, you know, she's just such an important uh, female protagonist, especially for film in general. You know what I mean? She is your kind of like your, um, your Ripley, you know, your Sarah, you know, your uh, Sarah Connor and stuff like that. I think she kind of has her, I think she kind of earned that um, title in, in, in that type of, you know what I mean? Discuss, you know, the discussion of those guys, those, those characters. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm there though. I, I definitely want to see it. How about you? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, Scream's one of my favorite horror franchises, so I'm definitely looking forward yeah. to the movie. And I love their last one. I love I loved Ready or Not, so I want to see what they're going to do. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And uh, I even like the way because we I just rewatched four, and I, I do still like how they put that together too. Yeah. Like even the beginning, how you're watching a movie within a movie with you know what I mean. Like I did like that whole entire beginning. Now, uh, next piece of news to talk about. Speaking of uh, franchises that are getting no sequels, uh, Russell, we're getting another Predator movie. They're trying this again. <laughs> <laughs> I have the I have the uh, I have the poster from the from the one that came out that Shane Black did. Oh, was it the lightning strike or the one with the orange? I I forget what it, I think it's the orange one because I it was it came out on my birthday September fourteenth, so I always remember that. I just thought it was kind of cool because I was like, oh, there's my birthday on the poster, so I made sure <laughs> I was a nerd and I was like, I had to get that. So. Well, yeah, an, but an, another Predator film is in the works. This one coming yeah. from one Mister Dan Trachtenberg, who you may know from. Dan Cloverfield Lane, and really nothing else, because he hasn't made another movie since. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, they were, they, they were trying, look, the Predator 2018 was supposed to be the kickstart of, of a whole new Predator franchise. That movie didn't, to, didn't do very well, for good reason. It just wasn't very good. I mean, I liked it. I thought it was okay. It's okay, I mean, it was far, but... Again, far from perfect, but I, I, it kind of it was what I expected it to be, you know what I mean? I didn't think anything more, anything less was going to happen out of it. Uh, yeah, now I'm not sure, but the the current uh, logline for this is okay. I'm sorry. Uh, never mind. That that's uh, just down. But yeah, so well, let's confirm. We'll, we'll be making another Predator. Uh, I will say I was impressed with his first directorial effort, Ten Cloverfield Lane. Uh, I did think it was a very good movie. I was waiting to see what this guy would do again. Now it's looking like it might be. It was looking like Uncharted. He he jumped off of that. Now it's looking like it's Predator. Uh, so Russell, do you think that okay? I'm, I'm gonna ask you this because we've had we've had four Predator movies already. Uh, Jeez. It seems like it's a, a franchise people have a hard time making work. So, do you think that? Do you think there's there's still an appetite for Predator? I mean, you know, you could say that about Alien franchise too. I think Alien franchise probably a little bit more um, appetite for, but you know, they still haven't forgotten about Predator. Obviously, the Alien v Predator, I think, movies kind of try to get that, you know, what I mean, ball rolling with the the hype for both. Um, I don't know. I just, I think if done right, I think it could be moderately successful, but I just, I just don't know. You you have to have a catch, you know, you have to make it, you have to make it, you know, appealing to the eyes when you're watching the trailer. Um, you know what I mean? You just have to have it and you have to go back to like basic story too. You have to kind of, you know, wrap up the things that, you know, happened in the past and kind of weave it into like another, you know what I mean? To, to build it forward. I don't know. It's just, it's tough, especially so many years removed from the original, and just to look at the, you know what I mean, the decline of it in general, like with the remake that Shane Black did, you know, with the, in the Alien V, you know, Predator movies that didn't do too well in the box office. So I don't know. I just think that I think it's like a dead franchise right now, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. I think there's things you can do with Predator, but just things that oh, they, for sure. people have not dealt with Predator, with Predator yet. And that's the thing. You know, they've, they've, they've tried. I, you know, I appreciate the fact of tackling it, but they're just not going about it the way that I think 
would appeal to like a mass audience to you know especially that fan base like predator like predator in the like predator in the suburbs i didn't i never thought i never thought that was a good idea yeah <laughs> but, uh i mean i think you do like do things like different different time periods like so what yeah. send like yeah. the original logline for this back in 2019 was send the send the predator to the civil war which i think that oh uh, that'd be perfect because that'd it, be brilliant it's, it's out in the it's out yeah it's outside it's like that's the domain of predator um, it would make sense to do that. Yeah, I did like the aspect of predators, which is like gathering like deadly people from around the world. So, like, what if like I think that you can do like a really cool concept. Like, what if pred- what if the predators had time travel? What if they're gathering like the dead like the deadliest people from different time er- from different time periods? True. And having them like face off against the predator. Like, yeah. Hunger like Hunger Games meets Predator, but you're gathering like people from different timelines. I think that, I think that'd be yeah. interesting. Kind of like a battle royale mix into it too. Basically, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, that's cool. I can so, see that. I mean, we'll we'll see. I mean, I'm just excited to see Dan Trachtenberg get something else finally, for Christ's sake. Uh, another thing is getting a sequel, uh, as we know, Black Panther two. Black Panther two is getting a sequel, and it's already slated. It's slated to start filming in July, which tells me that May twenty second, twenty twenty two release date is not going anywhere, despite the yeah. fact that we all thought it would. And like I said, they've already been sure there's going to be no CG Chadwick Boseman. So the question is, like, what is what is it they have planned? Like I said, I, I don't know if they have an idea where they just have like a behind a sh- behind us, you know, behind the character shot of him going away or doing something to where he just removes himself from the world. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do that. It's very curious. And they have an actor who I mean, I can I, I can tell you his name. But he's on Narcos Mexico. He's going to play the villain, which. Very unceremonious yeah. announcement. <laughs> it's like oh, we're doing, we're filming, and oh yeah, we got a we got a villain too. So I was like, oh whatever. But again, we yeah. still, we still know nothing about the plot. All we know is that it's filming. They're they're full steam ahead on this. Yeah, I mean it's, I, I knowing the MCU though they're going to handle it well, and I think that uh, a lot of the fans will be appreciative of what they put forth. Uh, next story we're talking about right now is uh, there's a movie coming out called Bullet Train. This is an it's an action film from David Leitch. It's basically going to be about uh, a bunch of assassins who are on a Japanese bullet train who realize that their individual assignments are linked are all linked together. Think like murder on <laughs> the Ori- think like murder on the Orient Express meets uh assassins. Okay. Uh so but you got to talk about this fucking cast, dude. This fucking cast. Like I'm, I'm, I'm just going to want to allow some members to tell me if it's a hit or not. Ready? Yeah. All right. Brad Pitt. Okay, oh, am I am I going from each one? That's each one. Each, that's, how, that's how we do. It. That's how we do it here. Each each one. All right, we'll, we'll go ahead. All right, Brad Pitt. Yep. Hit. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry. Hit. Michael Shannon. Hit. Lady Gaga. Hit. Aaron Taylor Johnson. Hit. Zazie Beetz. Hit. Uh, who else we got? We got Logan Lerman reuniting with Brad Pitt for Fury. <laughs> Hit. Uh, we got who else? We got we got Zazzy Beats. Did I already say her? Yeah, she was a hit. We got Masioka, which is a hit if you like heroes. Okay. And that's about it. We got this. We got this cast for this. Oh, I guess Joey King too, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we got this cast. You hear that? You hear da- my only apprehension about this is David Leach, who hasn't really impressed me that much as a director. I mean, I love it. Yeah. I, I love what he did with John Wick, but his solo stuff, eh, not. That's super great. That uh, Russell, uh, you, hear, you hear that premise? And you hear this cast? Are you at least intrigued for this movie? Oh, I am. Uh, yeah, like, like kind of what you said with a, like a murder on the Orient Express assassin 
type mesh. I mean, anytime you put that type of, you know, the storyline together, it's intriguing, especially with a, you know, a cast like that's pretty solid cast. Uh, it sounds fun, you know, so I think that'll be, that'd be like one of those type fun films. So yeah, I'm on board. Um, I'm on board too. I think this sounds really great. Uh, but now the last piece of news talking about today, and this is the biggest news to drop in the past week. Uh, Wonder Woman 84. <laughs> Uh, yeah, in an unprecedented move Crazy. that I guess makes sense right now, but Wonder Woman 84 set to debut in theaters and on HBO <sighs> Max the same day. Crazy. This is announced today. And no, the craziest part is it's not going to be available at any additional cost. If you're subscribed to HBO Max, you can watch Wonder Woman for no additional cost. You know who I blame for that? I blame Mulan. What are they going to do with um, DVD? Uh, digital ownership of it. Are they going to have it available to buy on that day too, or what? Uh, I don't think it'll be available to buy that day. So basically, what, from what I'm understanding, it's going to be on HBO Max for a limited time. Then it's going to leave, not come back for a while. In that time, it'll probably go on uh, VOD, or it'll be, okay. it'll be available for, like for, for rent and purchase, and then probably yeah, on okay. physical. Okay. But yeah, I think of of the COVID casualties. From the it's pro- a big of one. movies, it's a big one. This is easily the biggest, I think, for sure. Just because of all the money they put into it, on top of the fact that it was Wonder Woman, you know. Yeah. Plus, not to mention the fact that this movie, like I, I think I went on record. I thought this movie could would have would have made a billion dollars had we lived in the norm, in the real world. This no, year, easily, this easily could have. Yeah, but I think that uh, I think this is this is crazy to me and what's even crazy to me the fact that they're not demanding an extra cost because honestly i i'm not even looking forward to it as much as most people and i would pay 30 bucks to watch this on on day one i would pay 30 to watch that for sure yeah mulan's a different story but but one room 84 i definitely pay 30 bucks to watch it yeah for sure uh but yeah i mean one they're probably gonna take a huge hit on this aren't they they have to right they're gonna take a huge hit i'll probably end up seeing in the theaters I mean, if you if you want to support it, cool. Like, good on, good on you. I mean, I I, I, I might do it also. But. Yeah, I mean, just because uh, it's like that's a movie I have to see in the theater. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'll probably end up seeing the theater. But yeah, I mean, I don't know how I'm gonna watch it, but I'm definitely gonna watch it w- when it comes out. <laughs> I know that for sure. Uh, but yeah, that's gonna do it for our news segment, which means we now move on to the review of the week. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. So this movie came out in 1971. This movie is almost 50 years old. Do 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 do. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, directed by Mel Stewart and based on a book by Roald Dahl, who also wrote the script. I totally didn't know that until I watched this movie. Until I watched the movie and saw his name in the credits. Uh, this movie was a. Mass- I did see his name in the credits. I didn't pay it. Yeah, it, yeah, it said written by Roald Dahl. It's also based on his book. So yeah, he actually actually had a career as a writer. So, and Crazy. Which I'll, I'll, t- I'll touch on the movie, but uh, yeah, this movie came out in '71. It was a, it wasn't a huge, huge hit. I mean, it kind of made its money back, but it it kind of got a following over time. Uh, but it did gain a reputation for. Reasons it might not have been, or might have, knowing it's rolled all. It's hard to say. Uh, but there's, <laughs> trust me when we say there's a whole lot to unpack with this movie. A whole lot to Absolutely. unpack. Absolutely. Uh, which we will get into right now. This is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. 
Uh, we should we should mention that the book is based on the book Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, and which is a good read. Which is which is a great read, but ironically enough, even Absolutely. though the, the title is different, uh, it's actually not about Willy Wonka. Charlie is still the main character, which uh, yeah. leads to some funny leads to some funny things when we talk about Charlie Chocolate Factory, which I do want to talk about to watching this, and we'll get to it later in the review. Uh, so we start off with the credits, and honestly. Right off the bat, this movie makes candy look sexy. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The opening, the, the beautiful, meticulous way the chocolate's being swirled. It's getting the taste buds. You can really just taste the chocolate in your mouth when you're watching this. Like people who don't know me, like I, I love candy. I really do. Like, and I, I kind of, I kind of think this movie is where, where that, like, the genesis of my love for candy came from. Because I mean, look at this. It's like borderline it's like borderline erotica. <laughs> it it really is, for sure. Yeah. Like I I think it's like physically impossible to watch this without some candy nearby. Unless you're diabetic, which thankfully I am not. <laughs> yeah, you have problems if, if you uh if you are diabetic for sure. But yeah, it's oh, it's a great opening. Yeah. Uh, we then cut to uh, the candy shop Fiddle Goobers, where they where he is unveiling a new Wonka Wonka invention, the Scrum Diddle Yumptious Bar. And that's where we cut into our first musical number of the movie, The Candyman. Which I do love I do love this song, but it's kinda of, he has a weird business practice, this guy. Yeah, he's giving away all the product. Yeah, he's giving away I, I always thought he was like a crack dealer or like a drug dealer, just like, oh your first taste is free. And that's yeah. how he that's how he hooks you. I'm like, I watched all the stuff he gave away. I was like, dude, like you gave away a bunch of like candy, like legit. I mean, I mean, in this so, in this yeah. world, candy is like the number one source of commerce. So I guess he has some to spare. <laughs> I guess I don't know. Um, yeah, because he knows later on that he's going to make a ton of money by selling Wonka bars anyway. But which, um, which yeah, which we'll get to. But yeah, he's out there. He's throw he's throwing candy at every single child. Did you notice that one girl, uh, one like girl, he opened the counter and it's like whacked in the face. No, I didn't even like. I was even. I gotta go back and check it out. Yeah, watch I, I didn't it, even notice it. Watch during, like when you open the counter. There's like this one girl. He totally like waxing the ch- waxing the chin. I got. I gotta check it out. So yeah, he goes in. He throws in all the free candy, and I I do I do like this song quite a bit. It's inf- it's infectiously catchy, and again, it, they really put the despite the fact that the the scene like the play the area is like very enclosed like very small they do make it work they do make it feel huge yeah they do and that's that's the thing like even when he gets on the the sliding ladder and kind of shifts into the room like and they're like panning around and doing that it makes it feel like you're in a bigger environment um it does like kind of what you said yeah it's 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 making the the size work for they 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 know they know how to make a space this small work i think it's great yeah uh, meanwhile, while he's showering all these kids with free candy, in looks Charlie, the poorest kid in town. <laughs> he's that kid. <laughs> he's, play, he's played by Peter Ostrom, who I think is actually very good in this movie. Probably one of the better younger actor performances I've seen. And I think that the, I think oh, the fact yeah, that sure. he, fe- he feels so genuine in his performance. He d- and he does. And like he, you, it's hard to, you cannot root against this kid. No, like, you can't. He, yeah. He feels he's he feels a genuine. Sincere person. Like you he's, know. he's sincere, but yeah. I also think that he is selfish. Like he, 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 where he is selfish. He does think about like his own self interest. He does get upset at points. I do think that. 
I do think it's a very important yeah. thing for a kid for a kid like this, or for a character like. But to this. me, it's like. But to me, I can see where he's getting mad at because, like, even when he's even cabbage and water and stuff like that, the same thing over and over and over again. You know, I'm tired of being poor. I want to change. You know, you want to change that dynamic. You want to change that scenery. You know what I mean? You've, you've played it enough. You have like the hand-me-down clothes. You know what I mean? They're not the new stuff like everybody else has. So I feel you feel bad for the kid. You do, and like, they get, Peter Austin is like a really good job of getting you to identify with with this character. I think that I think that's a I think he did a wonderful job. I think he's great, and I believe this was the only movie he ever. I think it was the only movie he ever made. Yeah, you didn't. You never really saw him after. Like never. Wasn't like a Peter Billingsley type character. No, not really. I mean, Peter Billingsley did other stuff, even even aside from like acting. He did like producing, yeah, like, like directing stuff. Well, that's what I meant. Like, yeah, 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 that's what I was saying. Like, he like he like vanished. He did, and he, and he seems he seems happy with what he's doing. I think, I think he's like a farmer or some shit, and he seems happy doing what he's doing. So good on him, man. Good on him. Probably probably make, probably <laughs> makes a ton from this movie now. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, so he he's so Charlie is finishing his paper route. He's going home. Looking at the Wonka, the, you know the Wonka factory nearby. Meanwhile, out comes this like dude with a cart full of knives, and just like, what the fuck? He's like, oh like, yes, the bell tolls. Yeah. No one ever goes in. No one ever comes no one. out. It's like, is he a butcher? Because he or is he going to like hostel? Like, does he <laughs> is he like chopping people up or something yeah, like that? Yeah, like, it's super that's the creepy. Thing. That's the thing. He comes in. He says all the shit about the chocolate factory. Then he leaves, he leaves. and we never see him again. <laughs> He reminds me of the old man in Home Alone with the shovel. He does. Like that, 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 you you got to get that creepy dude. You got to get that creepy dude in he, there. You got to get that creepy uh, dude in there. He reminded me a bit of Christopher Plummer. Was it just me? Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see it. But he, totally off. But yeah. He looks like him. It's like, is that Christopher Plummer? Did they, did they manage to get him? But it's such a beautiful nighttime shot of the Wonka factory, though. Oh, it is. Like, they. they something that they, the movie does really well is. They know how to build up to Wonka. Like the build up to Wonka is done incredibly well. Oh, for sure. Um, just that you know, you hear all these stories about this magician, this guy, and like they keep talking it up, talking it up, and there's they're giving away tickets to meet this guy and meet his fact. Like it's like, oh my god, for sure. It sets that table, man. It really gets you to want to. You want to hurry up and get in there. You're like, come on, let's just get these tickets already. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for we, sure. Yeah, which we'll get to in a second. But so Charlie goes home. And he sees that his family, his family is there, single mother, and his four grandparents who all lived in one bed. You know, like 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 every kid had. Oh my god! I like that had to be. Like, I was like laughing because I was thinking about. It. I'm like, God, that'd be so absolutely uncomfortable to to to, to just sleep in that type of it's, dynamic. It's uncomfortable. It's probably unsanitary. <laughs> and, oh, absolutely. And, and the thing, and, all, and, all and these co- all these people have yeah. to eat is cabbage water, so it's probably it probably doesn't smell very good. No, when they're celebrating about it, like a, a loaf of bread that uh, Charlie brings home as a banquet, um, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a poor family. And you feel bad because it's like you want more for the character. Yeah, you just you just do. You just do. So, and, and, and again, like he's like he's a he's a genuine kid. Like you know, he's like, oh, I bought this bread for the fucking for the I bought the bread for the family. I gave I gave his money for mama and Uncle Joe. Here's for your, here's here's money for so you can buy tobacco. <laughs> It's like, yeah, dude. It's like uh, Grandpa Joe should be collecting SSI. Yeah, where's your where's your social security? Where'd you fuck up in life, dude? It's like, dude, you got four people there that are just like milking the teat from from Mrs. Bucket and uh, even Charlie has to provide. You know, I mean, how how's that possible? I also think it's funny that they're kind of pushing it. They're kind of pushing him to smoke. <laughs> it's just like one pipe a day is not going to kill you. 
Yeah, like, one pipe that, a day. Like and that, that's only that would five pipes for those counting. That would never be in a movie today. They would never encourage a character no. to buy tobacco. But here's the thing, though: you you get the genuine like uh, the genuine quality that that Charlie has. You, You're, you want like he's like he's like that's it's a pat it's a hobby that he has something he enjoys doing. It's like, well, here, you know, I, I, I've earned money. I want, I want to take care of it. I want, to, I want to provide. Yeah, so it's, it's cute. I, I get it. You, like how you said, they obviously wouldn't do that now, just because of the fact. I mean, it's promoting smoking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so basically, and that night, you know, Grandpa, Grandpa Joe and Charlie are talking, and the two of them, they have like, they have a really good dynamic together. I, want, I can't say this is for sure, but it kind of feels like Doc and Marty's dynamic kind of based on these two. No, it absolutely does. Uh, you, you I, I don't the, know. I don't know old, if that was yeah. Bob Gale and Robert Zemeckis' inspiration for Doc and Marty, but it it feels like it could have been. I mean, they're like they're pals. Like they're they're like yeah, they're related. I mean, obviously the obviously the characters in Back to Future are not related, but like these like these guys are related, and you, and you feel it. You feel the the old you know the old guy who's been around the block and been there, trying to pass down knowledge and stuff to the young kid who's like just very you know eager to learn eager to just you know help and just be a good person um it it, it works their relationship works yeah uh, and like i said the the, the build-up to wonka starts right it starts it starts like really well because you know she's talking to uncle Gra- uncle grandpa joe about wonka he's yeah. like oh yeah uh so basically we find out what happened was uh five years ago somewhere around there Wonka decided to close his factory and just like stop production. Why? Because people were stealing his recipes. Yeah, and they're stealing his candy ideas. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so he's like, yeah. Uh, he he closed the factory, locked it up. No one's been no one's been in it ever since, and it stopped production until like three mm-hmm. until like three years or two two or three years later. All the, the like all of a sudden, yeah. Yeah, the factory started working again. Thing is, nobody went in. And no, nobody went in. Nobody continues to go in, and nobody ever came out. So it's like, what, what is happening? Because things, things are working in there. Obviously, we know, like obviously, oompa loompas. But he, like, when you're watching it, you don't know. You know, what you I mean? don't. Yeah. It together, like, what is going? Yeah, yeah. They, they, it, it's that's the mysterious quality that kind of how you said the build up. It's the that mystery quality of this guy, of this of this figure. You know. Yeah, we then get to Charlie's school, and honestly, what is maybe my favorite side character in this entire movie? His teacher, Professor. Yeah, I I I love this guy. Wasn't it Turkentine or something like that? Uh, Turkentine or Turkentine? Something like that. Yeah, but the thing he's only yeah. in, he, he's only in like two or three scenes, but he steals every single scene he's in, and he's just because he's just funny. The things he says just get a huge laugh at you. Like I love this one right here where he's just like. I was just like, do you know the answer? Of course you don't. Oh, you don't know because only I know. If if you knew and I didn't know, you'd be teaching me and not, instead of me teaching you. And for a student teacher, teach, that's presumptuous and rude. Help me with this. Yeah. Or my, my favorite it's one is funny, one he yeah. has. My favorite one is one he has later where he's just like, I decided to shift our schedule. Our test takes place on Friday. And what we learned during the week will now take place on Monday before we've learned it. Not that it matters because it's Tuesday yeah. and life is meaningless. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's fun. And then I even like, like later on down, and we'll talk about that obviously, but like, when they're doing the percentages and, and of like candy bars that the kids have consumed or whatever. Oh, I can't, I can't figure out just two. So let's do 200. <laughs> it's like, Charlie, he's trying to help you out. Just play along with it. I had 200, right? Yeah, no, I, <laughs> yeah, I love this guy. He's, ba- he's, he's basically like your like stereotypical British dandy professor, but I, I think he's hilarious. Oh, to the T man. Totally British. Yeah. 
So this is where we get the big news. It turns out Wonka is opening his factory to people. Five people in particular. And the only way to get in is to... He's hidden golden tickets in five Wonka bars that are sent all over the world. You find one of those golden tickets, you're you're good, man. You, You can come in the factory and you have a chance to win a lifetime supply of chocolate. I wh- just love how the news stations treat this so serious. Oh my god, yeah, this is this is the you big I mean? this a, is the biggest news yeah. on the planet. That's why I say yeah, you thought the OJ case you oh, thought the yeah. OJ case was huge news, they you know what I mean? This they ain't got nothing. shit yeah. on OJ. Oh, OJ OJ ain't got sorry, OJ ain't got shit on this. Oh my god, this is a way of life for these people, man. Like I said, I'm pretty sure in this world candy is the, is the number one source of, co- source of commerce. It has to be, because this wouldn't be such big news. Yeah, I mean, like nobody else would. Like, who gives a shit? Like, but uh, but here it's like it. But that's the thing; it draws you in because of this, though. You know what I mean? That's yeah. the mystery of this film. I just, I yeah. So yeah, that's the plan. Five golden tickets all over all over the world, and this has to be, man. If you have stock in Wonka, which maybe you, I don't think you do. I don't think you can because, like I said, nobody knows how this factory works. So how can you? How can you have stock? How can you have a board? How can you have a chairman? It doesn't matter. But like this would be like the greatest like stock strategy of all time. Oh my god, be, people be yeah, people be buying out the ass. Oh yeah, and like the people that there were like the silent partners that didn't know about it had it like shit. Like we didn't even know like we we could have sold it. You know what I mean? At that peak, and uh, yeah, and we see that people are buying. People are taking this shit not just seriously, deadly seriously. Yeah, like I'm talking like shopping carts full of candy bars. Which gotta be way expensive. Even if they're a couple bucks, you figure these people spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on chocolate. Oh, it ha- oh it has to be. But like yeah. the, the the entire like first half of this movie is just the search for these wonk, is just the search for these golden tickets. And I yeah. think that a, a strength that really shines is it's Roald Dahl's writing, man, because he has a really he has like a really twisted sense of humor. Like there's one scene like right right here where a guy is talking to his therapist. And he's like talking about yeah. like how his dreams feel they feel real. Like he's he basically hitting the fact that he's he's schizophrenic. Yeah, uh, but he's like yeah, definitely yeah. schizophrenic. I I had a dream where I think someone told me where to find the location of the golden tickets. He's like, wait, where? He's like, what does it matter? Yeah. Like, Shut up. Where are the golden tickets? Again, and then that's just to show you that it's a way of life. I mean, it's like a way of life. This whole Wonka craze. It's it's crazy that you know yeah how you see little scenes like that. And even later on during the scene, the same thing that Dahl probably did with the whole uh, uh, husband negotiation. Oh, oh yeah, let's talk about yeah, that now. For, yeah. So yeah, uh, you, you know what, what happens yeah. is like there's a woman who's on the phone. Her husband, yeah. his, her husband has been abducted. He's being <laughs> held for it? he's being held for <laughs> ransom. Yeah. And they're and they're just asking, it's like like whatever 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 they want, I'll give it to him. He's like, what do they want? They, 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 huh. the, the, the kidnappers call them. Like, what do they want? They want uh, your last case of Wonka bars. And again, how serious this is, though. Like, how serious, like, the they're listening in on the tapes of the phone calls and stuff like that. Like, how serious everything is. And, they're, ju- and they're just like, what? Like, like, lady, it's your husband's wife for your last case. Well, Wonka bars. Yeah. Can I that, think on it? How, yeah, how long have they get over? Uh, it's unbelievable. It's, again, and that, it's and that, couple nev- and that couple never comes back. We don't know what happened to, that, to their husband. For all we know, no. they did kill him. Yeah. It's just, it's funny. It's, it's, it's something completely off off the beaten path that you're, you know what I mean? It's one of those things that come out of right field. Yeah, which really, it kind of encapsulates Dahl's writing in a nutshell, like, as his books, like, they were, they were for kids, but they weren't, like, afraid of having, like, this, like, dark undertone to them. 
Hence, yeah, hence the ferry ferry ride boat. <laughs> well, well, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> oh, we'll hit that. Uh, but anyways, uh, first golden ticket is found in Germany with a guy who, I'm not sure if this is, a, this is done an accident on purpose, but the way he's framed, uh, he, he, like, he's, he's standing in front of like a, this set of antlers, so they're coming out of his head. Again. Oh, it, it's hilarious to watch it. I'm though. not sure if this is an accident on purpose, but it is funny. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's the first thing I noticed. Yeah. Uh, first one is found by German boy Augustus Gloop. Augustus. He ba- basically what you expect from a kid named Augustus Gloop. How does it make you feel hungry? <laughs> make you feel hungry. <laughs> well, th- th- this was so. This was obesity in the seventies. Oh my lord! I love when they're interviewing the dad. And he bites the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always think that was funny. That was funny. Uh, but coming to the next day, yeah. Charlie's birthday, and he he gets the grand present of a scarf. Woohoo! There'd be a hell of a lot more than that in there. Yeah, uh, but they all—he also gets a Wonka bar. So like, he's like, "Oh, is this gonna be the golden ticket?" He opens it. And he's just like, "I got it! I Where, got it!" Ah, fooled you, didn't I? You really thought I had it, didn't you? Well, yeah, you were fucking excited. Yeah, yeah no fucking shit, you fucking shit, you little <laughs> bastard. You can't do shit like that. Yeah. Uh, we then cut to the next location, location, the next golden ticket finder, Barunka Salt, who is. You know, uh, Satan. The worst. Yeah, yeah, she's the worst. So basically, man, she, and she she is just she just stone cold cheats to find this tickets. Her dad owns a peanut uh, distributor or something like that. The, she, he, he owns a peanut yeah. factory. Yeah, and he's he's paying his workers to open boxes of Wonka bars. Yeah, like, literally. Yeah, he said open bars of Wonka, which is a vile, vile waste of chocolate, and I want to cry looking at it. But my thing is, how much money are you making to be able to do that? Like peanuts, really? Yeah, like, like I, I, I get peanuts are like a very big industry, but are they are they this big? Uh, yeah, I mean, because he's spending buku bucks to find that ticket. Yeah, he's got like tons of cases, but and I also do got to give credit to the actress who plays Varunga Salt, the kid, because she yeah. is she is excellent to a fault. She kind of reminds me of like a mini. Again, you wouldn't get this, but like for Harry Potter, Harry Potter fans, a mini Dolores Umbridge, someone who's just played this. So unlikable that you, if you saw this kid in real life, you would drop kick her in the throat. Oh yeah, she, I mean, because she's she's that character. Like you just hear her talking, like, "Oh my god, what does she want now?" She has to have everything she sees. You know what I mean? Yeah, she's 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 fantastic. I I think she's really great in this film. E- easily, easily the easiest one to hate in this film. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so they find, So she gets her golden tickets. Surprisingly, only gets one out of the, out of the, all those crates. We got all five of them. <laughs> <laughs> we got them all. Yeah, shit. Augustus was fake. We got all five in here. <laughs> oh my god. And we'll see. And we'll see that like like stores have to like say that hey, we don't we don't have any goddamn Wonka bars. Yeah, you see this big massive shortage on them. And, and not to mention like, like throughout the film. Too. There's like one shot, and I I love. I didn't even I don't even like notice as a kid. It's where they're like taking like Wonka bars by like armored truck, like it's like it's money. Like 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 it's Brinks, yeah. Like it's like yeah. There's like thousands of do- millions of dollars in in these boxes. Like I god, like god, it's crazy. Yeah, like it's, like, again, a lot of humor comes from the fact of how seriously this world takes this contest. Yeah, and it's crazy. And and I, and I really want to know, like, and, and I'm guessing that this is what he says the whole entire thing. But um, uh, what the hell? Uh, oh shit! Damn it! I can't think of his name. The 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 villain. The um, Slugworth. Slugworth. When, when when he comes in 
and he starts talking to the kids. Is, is that when he's really trying to talk to them about the uh, everlasting gobstopper? I, I would assume. Probably, I don't know. Prob- probably, but my yeah. question, my it, question it just, is, how does it's he? It's really weird. My question is, how does he? Like, if you're thinking about, it, how does he know where to be when every ticket is found? And that's the that's the exact same thing I wonder because he's literally there the, the whole entire. Like he's he just happens to be in, in the factory. Too. He, Come he, on, he just happens to be there. Unless, Come on. Oh, hold on. I do have a theory that we'll get, I'll get to in a second, but okay. I'll get to I'll get to at the end, but uh, so and I do like I do want to give credit to this one joke because there's this guy who he makes this computer who's like I'm gonna I'm gonna I have a computer that will tell me the exact location of uh, every golden yeah. ticket. <laughs> it's like all right, computer, where are they? He's like I know the answer, but I won't tell. That would be cheating. He's <laughs> like it's like it's like, <laughs> like oh son of a I'm bitch. I'm telling the computer that I will share the grand prize with it if it tells me. Uh, what would a computer a, do with a lifetime a supply, supply of, of chocolate? chocolate. <laughs> I'm telling the computer exactly what it can do with a lifetime supply uh, of chocolate. <laughs> it's funny. Like again, this is just to show the the depths that people were going to go to find this ticket. You know what I mean? It's it's crazy. Obviously, a, a computer's not going to be able to find a a you know the probability of finding a a Wonka bar with a gold ticket in it, but it's it's still funny. It's a, it's that side humor, which is ironically which is ironically what happens in the remake, which we'll we'll talk about another day. Uh, the third ticket is found in Montana of all places. Uh, Mike by, TV. No, actually, no. This is uh, Byer Boagrove. Mike TV is in Arizona. Oh, never mind. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I knew they were both in the United States. I couldn't think of where. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That this one's. Uh, what are yeah, the odds? Violent. Five five tickets. Three are found in America. <laughs> Da, 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 da. Does it does it show you the consumption rate? You wonder why America's a beast. There you go, guys. Is it any surprise? Of course, three are found in America. Absolutely, because people this they're we got consumers, consumers galore. Yeah. So, uh, third one is found by Beauregard, a gum a gum obsessed world record holder. And that's annoying. She's annoying too with that shit. She is, and that that's kind of the points and. I, think I that, know. So we'd put her in the second tier right behind Veruca. Yes. I, I think if we're ranking like Unlikability of the Kids, it's definitely Veruca's number one with a bullet. Yeah, absolutely. Then we, that, as of right now, Veruca's number one with the bullets. Then we got Violet. Then we got Augustus, who's just just chubby. Augustus, is, he's just fat and likes candy. That's all. Yeah, he, he, he's, all, he's he, harmless. He, he's just chubby. He's, he's harmless. He's fine. Well, same thing with Mike TV, too, when he comes up. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Uh, we then get to a Charlie talking to his mom. He works with I guess a communal washroom place. I'm not sure what this place does. I don't know what she does, but she has to make money to support. It's crazy. The pressure that's probably on that lady. Yeah. Which there shouldn't be. And we'll get to, but yeah, you know, Charlie, he's, he's, he's really down about how he's not going to find the golden ticket. He's just like, Hey, look, there's, there's worse things that could happen to you, man. Cause look, people all over the world are looking for this. And the same day, you're just going to be on the same level as everyone else who didn't find a golden ticket. Is this is where we cue cheer up, Charlie. Yes, this is where we cue cheer up. <laughs> the movie remembers the musical, and we get to this, and they do it with a song that everybody hates. I mean, I I, I don't know. I, I get it. I mean, the song's it's, probably the, the the bottom of the of the of the pick. Yeah, the thing is, the song is not bad. It's just it slows the movie down to a crawl. Like the song is maybe yeah. like two or three minutes. It feels like it feels like ten to like five to ten. But it's just a mother thinking that, like, trying to think that, like, you know, the future will be better for her son and things will be better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's. I get it. 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 It, it does. It is a. Uh, it's absolutely a mood. Uh, mood ruiner. It's kind of. It brings you down. It's like get on with it, Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> he'll find the ticket. It's it's fine. He'll get it. Yeah, and that was just like the most, unlike the other ones, which are you know more fun or more bouncy or more you know like wondrous. This one is just like this one sticks out like a sore thumb, which is why I think most people don't like it. Yeah, it makes sense though. Yeah. Uh, but then, speaking of uh, the other one, the, the fourth ticket is found by Mike TV, a TV-obsessed, uh, as you figure, a TV-obsessed kid, which is very ironic. It'd be, it'd be more ironic if this kid was like obsessed with books. Yeah, or it'd be like Mike iPad now or something. Mike, Mike iPad. Yeah, if they were doing it now, Mike, it'd be like, Mike, yeah. Mike YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we see, yeah, we see that uh, he's probably his neglectful parent. They just let him sit and watch TV all day. And now, where does he rank in the hierarchy of uh, unlikable kids? He's down. I mean, he doesn't really. I mean, it's. He thinks he's like a. He's like a like a little little know it all. But I mean, he doesn't bother anybody. I would probably put him. I'd put him three. I'd put him. I'd put him under. Uh, uh, Violet. I'd maybe put him at two. Like him, him and Violet kind of flip flop for me. I mean, the the gum chewing is just annoying. Like no one cares. Like you and your friend have this stupid thing. Like I get. I'm gonna stretch it out. Look at it. <laughs> I mean, like that's stupid. I, I don't know. Mike TV is still, eh, he's he's a little annoying. But I think I don't know. Violet for I don't know. Yeah, I can see that teeter tottering. But I would then I would then have obviously Augustus four. Oh yeah, because like we said, he doesn't do anything. He's just chubby. No, he he drinks the yeah yeah. He's 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 harmless. Uh, but we then get to again. There's one. There's one golden ticket out there left. And maybe they have it because Uncle Joe took the money he was supposed to eat for tobacco. Bad Uncle Joe. Supposed to be smoking. What the hell are you doing? Gotta be smoking that pipe, boy. And he used it to buy a Wonka bar for Charlie. They got it. Could this be? But I see. But good. But it's the uh, you know what I mean. It's that uh, just the, he he feels bad. It's like he wants to do for his his grandson. You know, it's 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 a touching moment. You know, he 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 wants him to have hope. He like and like he's the biggest the biggest supporter and it's like he's like I, I like the line where he had where he's just like it's like hey, like do you think I can find one grandpa Joe? One, I'm, I'm counting on you to find all five. Like he want he well, wants yeah, him like, to be yeah. he wants him to have hope. Like he wants him to look forward to something because like there's they have nothing to look forward to. Yeah, and I and I even like that speech that we'll end up talking about like we'll talk about after like the 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 faulty golden ticket or whatever. Yeah. Like where he like he let him have one last dream or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, before we get to that, there is apparently one an auction for the last box of Wonka bars in the UK that the Queen of England shows up to. Yeah, because again, it's it's a way of life, which comes back in a funny way at the end at the end of the movie. Which we'll, we'll, I'll get yeah. to. It. I didn't notice until I watched it this time. Yeah. Uh, we then get word the fifth golden ticket was found in I think Equ- Ecuador, Paraguay. Somewhere down there. Paraguay. Paraguay. Yeah, I, I, I thought Paraguay. it was Paraguay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paraguay by this guy who they only have a picture of. So he's like, uh, I don't know about this, but uh, I guess he says, oh, he, this was a, he, says he found this, it. This is, this is legit. <laughs> <laughs> we will ask. We will ask. No further questions. Yeah, this has got to be legit. Yeah. So like, they see her. like, well, that's it. The race is over. That was a fun couple days. Yeah, it took a couple days to find all these things. It shows you how fast they were like selling them like hotcakes, man. Crazy. That's, that's true. Yeah, I mean, get Wonk Wonka, goddamn business genius, dude. Seriously, man. iPhone don't got shit on the Wonka bar. Fuck no. PS Five ain't got shit on, on Wonka bars. I was, I was just gonna say that was the next <laughs> one. But yeah, this is this <laughs> you're talking about where you're just like that was the only thing Charlie had to look forward to. What's he got to look forward to now? 
and like, they think he's asleep, but he can hear everything he's saying. And I love the acting that like, Peter Austin is doing with his face. Oh, good. Got tears in his eyes. He looks like it looked like his world shattered. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it does. And like, yeah, like you said, like, like uh, let him yeah. let him dream one last dream before. Yeah, let him have that one more chance that he thinks that he can get to Golden Ticket. It's 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 heartbreaking because it's like right then and there, he legit you think it's done. It's like wow, this this really sucks. Yeah. So, anyways, Charlie's walking around. Uh, he's walking around after school. He looks in the drain and finds some kind of money. I'm not sure what currency this is. I don't know, and it just happens to be sitting. Like he just happens to be looking down in the again, drain again. We can, yeah, in the yeah, drain. Yeah, it, it looks, it looks like a pound, but like this feels like America. I don't know where, I, I don't know where it takes place. So the kid, it, it could be America, well, it could not be, but I think it's like I don't even know if it's in England. Is it in? Is it in England? Nobody has accents. I don't know. It, it might not be. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but it, like it's like it looks like a fifty cent piece almost. It does. It's 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 really yeah. weird. But he he gets it out of the drain. He goes to use it to to buy to buy some candy. And he like binges he goes, it when he eats it. He goes to to Figgle Goobers and this 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 is the fucked up part right here. Like, <laughs> you have this dude, Figgle Goober, Candyman, who is getting the, in the beginning of the movie, not not thirty minutes ago. Is just throwing out candy to every kid on the block like it's nothing. Now the poor, poor kid comes in. You it, want co- damn money. it comes Charlie, the poorest kid in town, <laughs> and he's like, "Ahem, money, please." You son of a bitch! I'm like, I watched you yeah, from outside giving that shit away. I want some samples, damn it! Like, goddamn you! I'm gonna, I'm getting the chocolate <laughs> for free. Yeah, that's funny. That is funny. I, I didn't actually. I never. Uh, I guess I took it at face value. I never thought of that, though. Yeah, I could see where that's, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. funny. So he takes a bar, and then he's like, you know what? I'm going to get one more from my uncle, from my uncle, or Grandpa Joe. He's like, one more Wonka bar for Grandpa Joe. So he goes off, and oh, no, what's this? It turns out the golden ticket found in Paraguay was a fake. No. What? The guy who made no news appearance didn't show it at all? <laughs> Didn't show how excited he was about finding the golden ticket. What? I don't get it. What was his end? What was his end game here? I, I guess he was basically. I think what somebody was trying to do was discourage people from buying Wonka bars, so that person could oh, then buy Wonka bars and have a that better shot ma- at it. That makes a lot of sense. That makes yeah, sense. that to me, that's what I would imagine. It would deter people from buying Wonka bars because it's over. It's, 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 that's a very, yeah. very good point. But here's the yep. thing. Here's the thing. Charlie has a Wonka bar. Could no. it be? Could this be the one with the lucky golden ticket? But how many Wonka bars are out there, Chance? I don't know, Russell. There's there's Ugh. countless Wonka bars. Could Charlie have the right one? Oh man, I don't know. He oh, he's he's opening the bar, Russell. He's opening. Slowly. He gets he gets, he gets the wrapper off. He's got oh, the foil. Happen? And oh my god, Russell. What's going on? He's got the last golden ticket. What? what? Come on. No. The fifth golden ticket, seriously? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he finds it. He gets swarmed by adults. He gets trampled later that day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Charlie Bucket. Yeah. Um, and then he uh, skids his knee and does the Peter Griffin. Ah. Ah. Oh. My question, would it be? I kind of want to see like the parody version of this, where like he opens it, there's nothing there. It's like, ah, whatever. I'm just going home. Oh shit! Well, and I laugh because it's like, what if somebody like somebody could easily snatch that out of his hand when they had his hand yeah, in there? Yeah, when they're like they're swarming him like a pack of coyotes. It's just like, dude, you're gonna lose yeah. that ticket. You're gonna lose that ticket. Tuck, tuck and roll. Kick someone in the knees. Bust someone in the uterus. I don't yeah. care. Just get, get home. Yeah. 
It's like Charlie, run home. And then the and then, then the other thing. How about we don't even interview the poor kid? They don't. The, the, new, the news don't give a fuck about this kid. The only thing you hear is like obviously what Wonka ends up saying about he read his story or whatever. But still, we don't see it. No, we It'd don't. It'd be kind of cool to see them like interview him and stuff. Yeah. So he runs home. The score kicks up, and I gotta mention this, this, the or- the orchestration for this movie are done incredibly well. They're granted they're basically they're basically just like wordless versions of the songs we hear later. But I do think that like just compo- composition wise, it's it's a beautiful score. Oh, for sure. Absolutely, and it's the heartbeat of the the film. I think I, I use that a lot, though. But it really is because the 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 soundtrack really just really does, you know, make you fall into the film. And even like that, when that uh, right at the beginning, right before he opens the ticket, and then he goes do 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 do, like, and then like, and then he's like running, and then starts picking up the song and stuff like that. It's just it's it's great, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we then meet. So like like we said, throughout the entire movie, every time someone's found a golden ticket, there's been this like dude with a cheek scar who's come and talk come up and talk to all of them, who's been at every single place. Where the ticket is found, exactly when it's found, it's just like, wait a minute, how, the, how does he know? Even before the ticket's found, he's there. Because remember, when they when that when they're at the peanut factory, he was there before he's there. the ticket was yeah. even unwrapped before the ticket was even found. So it's like, how does he know this? But anyway, and then when Charlie out, runs home, he just pops out of the out of nowhere, out of the, like the the shadow or whatever. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so we find out that this guy is one of Walker's competitors, Slugworth. Uh, and he's just like, hey, look, all right, look, I know you got the golden ticket. Here's what I want you to do. Wonka has this new, Wonka has this new invention. It's called the Everlasting Gobstopper. It's going to be a game changer. What I want you to do, I want you to go in, steal one for me, and bring it back. You do that, I'm going to give you a certain amount, 10,000 of these stacks of money of undeterminable value. Because <laughs> we have no idea yes. what currency this world <laughs> operates on. These are food stamps. I don't even to know which, what the hell they are. These are these to, are gift cards. To which Charlie was like, shit, that's a lot of money and I need it. But it's funny, though, because he goes, that'll take care of your family for the rest of their life. $10,000? I don't think so. I don't know if it's $10,000 or $10,000. That's, that's a weird thing. I always thought it was 10,000 stacks, not $10,000. <laughs> yeah, and then we don't know the currency ratio and stuff, so we don't even know how much we, that is. We don't is. even know. And also, it's, supposed to, it's obviously supposed to be a lot. And let's be real. The rest of their lives for some of these people isn't going to be very much longer. So maybe it is. So maybe it is ten thousand dollars. Oh well, you know they ain't leaving anybody any money in the will. Oh shit! <laughs> but he get he gets <laughs> he gets back and he's like, I got it, guys! I got the last golden ticket. It's like Charlie, you did it. And you, so you can bring no, but no, remember they're, they're they're crazy. No, they already had the winner. Like no, 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 it's a fake. Last one's last one's mine. I got it, Charlie. You did it. And then we get to the part that gets like memed constantly from this movie. So. Basically, he can bring one guess, and he wants it to be Grandpa Joe. But how is he going to do that, Russell? He hasn't been out of bed in 20 years. I mean, he would have muscle atrophy. I don't think he'd be able to get out. He would have muscle atrophy, so this wouldn't, this wouldn't work. <laughs> I know. And he kind of does, <laughs> but for a little bit because he gets, he gets up. Once he can finally stand, he's just like – he starts, like, getting up and dancing. We have a whole golden – like, a whole, like, song number. It's like, dude, that son of a bitch could be out working. It's like, wait a minute. Yeah, you don't know this is a kid, but you watch it. They're like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why are we eating cabbage water, Joe? You're dancing around. You're yeah, fine. Yeah, like, wait. You could, walk, you could walk this whole time, and you've been sitting in bed for the last 20 years? He really didn't want to work. <laughs> wow. Uncle I'm jo- going to make it. Uncle yeah. Joe was kind of a monster. I'm going to make it look like I can't work. <laughs> I never <laughs> thought that I could be... 
I like that song a lot, though. Oh, I do too. I I love that song. It might Good morning. be besides pure, yeah. besides pure imagination. It might be my favorite song of the whole movie. Yeah, this I and I love the excitement that it brings, though. Like you know, Grandpa Joe's so excited that finally Charlie has it, and like it just it it, it makes him happy that he has like purpose now too. Like they're going to be going to the you know Wonka factory together. It's just it's it's a it's a it's a cute moment. It's it really yeah. is a touching moment. Yeah, you don't even notice that you don't even notice that Grandpa Joe's been conning this family for over twenty years. Yeah, you forget about the fact you forget that he's perfectly that. fine. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, it uh, turns out that oh, what a coincidence that the day they're supposed to go to the factory is tomorrow. It's a good thing they're in town. What? It's a good thing. They, it's a good thing they live down it's the street. They, it's a good thing they found it the day before it's supposed to happen. Oh yeah. Uh, so they're they're there. It's a whole bi- it's a whole big event, and yeah, f- about forty five minutes into halfway through, into Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, to finally. Get a look at Willy Wonka. And when he comes out, he's very unassuming. Like, he's walking out. He's struggling. He's really yeah, slow. He's, like, he's walking with a limb very slow, yeah. He's got a, he's got a cane. And, like, people are, people are just, like, so confused and disappointed. Like, wait, this, this is it? Five years like, of build-up, this, this is all we get? Yeah, this is the guy that's going to give this tour of this, this big this, chocolate factory? This is what? the dude? Yeah. But then he does this like somersault, and he's like, "Oh shit! Okay, this is what we were, this is what we were looking forward to." All right, and I, I can't think help that it. I, I can't help but to think of the one where Peter gets shot, <laughs> like or no, Pawtucket, Pawtucket, or Pawtucket yeah. gets shot. All right, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, Cheeks, I, Cheeks Marine. You gotta watch that that episode. That episode has like singes its its uh, it's memories funny. into my head, though. Yeah, no, because yeah. I, I, I thought the same thing. And yeah, but I absolutely. think this moment basically sums up Gene Wilder's entire performance. I think it's a good time to talk about it. Gene Wilder, oh, yeah. as Willy Wonka, is Pitcher, phenomenal. Picturesque. He's he's excellent as this absolutely. Character. And I think the range of emotion. Oh, the yeah. range of emotion. I think what works with his character is the fact that you from the jump, like right from this like fake, this like like limp fake out, you never yeah. know if you can trust this guy. You don't know when he's being real or when he's being yeah. When he's like tell like telling a joke, like you're like ha ha. Like, am I supposed to laugh at the joke? Like, yeah. you don't even know what to do. You, ne- you never. And that's know. just how he portrays you, that character. You never know how much of what you're watching is actually true. Like, yeah. But you but you you do know that he he is he is charming, but he's also demented. You know he's like planned. You know he's planned like fifty steps ahead. And it's yeah. I think that but you gotta look at it too, like. Look at the fact that he really probably hadn't had much social interaction during those years either. If Pro- you really want to think about it, probably probably not. But either way, you know like I mean, he, like I mean, if yeah, he, I, I do admire the fact that he's warm. He's warm and inviting. He's funny, but he can turn to like complete the complete psychopath on a dime. Oh, for sure. And then that, like I said, he. I don't think there's anybody else I I think could portray that role in that movie in that year. You know what I mean? No, I think it's just no, he's, this was, he was made for that role. He, yeah, this was this was Gene Wilder's role all day every day. He Absolutely, it. for sure. Nobody could have topped this at the at the time. No, nobody could top this at the time. Yeah. So everyone goes into the factory. They see so they partake in a practice that. Well, first of all, they start to hang up their coats. Wonka gives the biggest lie in the movie. He's <laughs> just like. Surprises lurk around every corner, but nothing dangerous. Bullshit. Yeah. Like, Hold I, my beer. I know that's a lie. 
Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so if partaking a practice that is not encouraged by my lawyer, uh, signing a contract without reading, especially when there's so much fine print on it. Uh, yeah, you can see read, 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 and then completely unreadable from, from probably three quarters of the way down. Yeah. So, but that, the kids, the, the kids don't care. It's like, you know what? Veruca's like, you know what? Fuck you, dad. I'm signing this shit. Uh, so they I also, want it now. Yeah. So yeah. They, they sign it. Even, even Char- Charlie, I understand. Cause uncle Joe's like, Hey, go ahead. Sign it. Charlie, we got nothing to lose. Yeah, I mean, what, are they going to take our house? We'll thank them. Yeah, sure, thanks. <laughs> we, we, we can go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we go to jail, at least we'll have better food. <laughs> yeah, so right, right out of the bat, like, you, you, feel like, you feel like he kind of got chipped because they go into, yeah. like, this room where like, there's no exit. There's, there's one end there's no exits. And I was like, huh. It's hilarious because everybody's, like, claustrophobic in this, like, little hall. Yeah, and everyone's trying to, like, jam on each other. Just like, what the... F- Dude, just hold, just get in and hold still. Yeah, it's like, dude, no big deal. We'll just go out the door we came in. Yeah. What? It's like, wait, wait, what? what? That, 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 that doesn't go anywhere. It's just like, oh, you sure? And then he opens it. It's, it's a new room. So <laughs> I love it. I love it though. Right out, yeah, like right there, you understand, like, oh, so you, so you can't trust anything you see in here. But I love how he fucks with the like adults, like the yeah. the, the people that really worry, like Baruka's dad, Augustus's mom, Mike TV's mom. Um, the other, the other Grandpa Joe, and I, like, I think the other one, just kind of just going along with it. But it's funny how he's totally messing around with these guys. Yeah, and all the adults are just like, uh, no, we want to leave. It's like, oh yeah, you can't leave. The only way out is to go through. So you're stuck here, baby. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. So they go into the room, and this is basically like the big, like the big, like marquee, marquee room, the one that like every, the room that every person thinks of when they think of this movie. Yeah. The edible room. This is the one where like everything in this room is is edible, allegedly edible. Uh, yeah. So they walk in, and the reveal of this room, I think, is great. And even from a design perspective, I think it it looks. And we think of Enchanted Chocolate Factory. This is probably, especially during this era, this is probably what you think of. Oh yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think it, it's it's magnificent to behold. Like you're like. Wow, like everything's like it's like almost like the Wizard of Oz, like when when yeah, you it first is, go it is to, very much like first, Wizard of Oz. When you first go to color, you know what I mean? Exactly. And then you're in this enchanted land of like you know the you know uh, yellow brick road and Oz and like all that. You know what I mean? It's, it, it has that appeal to it almost. And then you get to what to what do I think is the best song in the entire film? Pure imagination. It has to be. I, oh, it's, absolutely. It's, it's it's when you think of it, I can always think. You always see him. Going down a step, going going down a couple steps, coming back up, going down. You know what I mean? Uh, you just you, you see it replay in your head. Like I mean, obviously for you know you and I have probably seen this movie phew, probably dozens and dozens Count, of times. Countless times. Yeah, but yeah. So. The, the, Im- the imagery, the the, orca- the orchestral accompaniment, just everything about this sequence, I think, is near near flawless. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and these kids and these people all react to what to what I would. This is how I would react to this room. If I found out everything in this room was candy, I would go. I would go wild. Like I, I'd push it even further. I try to eat the concrete. See what that. See what that tastes like. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's but it's 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 great to watch all these like you know all the children running around like really just innocently, just kind of you know uh, Wonka knocking stuff down, people eating a gummy big gummy bears. Oh yeah, Veronica like uh, trying to bust it. open bust open something. Yeah, and then it unrolled that big licorice-looking thing, and then the mom, my TV's mom, licking the cream out of the mushroom-looking thing. Like, like honestly, it's just, everyone's it, having a fun. It, yeah, if this is the only room you got to see on this tour, I'd, I'd I'd go home happy. Absolutely. 
Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a wonderful room. It's a wonderful song. I love this entire sequence. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but then things start to take a turn for the worst. Yeah, it goes from zero to one eighty super quick. Man. You see, we found we see the, in the middle of this whole thing, he has this like river. It's made of chocolates, which yes, I will acknowledge has, looks looks like colored water. Has always looked like colored water. It looks better though when the Oompa Loompas are mixing the sugar or whatever. It does, the, yes. It, yes it, it does. It does give it a more chocolate aesthetic. And speaking of, we um, find out yeah. who we, we find out who runs this. Who runs this shit? It's the Oompa Loompas. Uh, oh, yeah. These like three, these like little three foot dudes who are orange with like white eyebrows and green hair. It's like, and uh, like little overalls. <laughs> probably yeah, better because in the first script, better that they're orange because in the first they have they have little green haired Donald Trumps running around running working on this. <laughs> uh, it's probably a better thing because in the original script they all they all were black and that's not that's not a lie. In the original script, the Oompa Loompas were black. Yeah, this is more. It's more. Celebratory, more fast than I think. Yeah, it, it does. It doesn't raise many. It doesn't raise many questions. No. Yeah, we find out that Wonka found these dudes in a place called Lumpa Land. Like these, these people like lived. They were like these indigenous, these indigenous creatures. And they were always getting you know snatched up and eaten. They're like, you know what? Come with me. Come work. Come work at my factory. I'm gonna take care. I'm gonna take care of you. I got. I got you, B. So yeah, these people. These people who've been working Wonka's factory for the last three years. Uh, I guess it makes sense. They don't. They don't abide by unions. They don't need breaks. Yeah. No. <laughs> makes you question. Makes you question the ethics of <laughs> the ethics of this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. like they 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 work twenty three hours a day. But yeah. One one hour to sleep. But like we said, this 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 factory in Wonka can go from wondrous to absolutely horrifying in under a second. Like right oh, here, yeah, Augustus sure. is tr- Augustus like he would is trying to eat from the river directly. Yeah, uh, why not? But he falls in, and I love Wonka's response anytime something bad happens to a kid, where he's just like, oh, yeah. "Like somebody help him!" Like, stop, police, murder, <laughs> just just yeah. like that. Because like he knows that like obviously these kids are going to be mischievous and do things they're not supposed to do. That's obviously what we're we're you know we're we're thinning out the crowds, so to speak. You know what I mean? So he does, and yeah. Um, yeah. So he gets he gets sucked into like this pipe thing. Which the I, pressure. Yeah. He gets sucked. In, yeah. He gets sucked into this pipe, and he's stuck in it. I hope it'll last. <laughs> oh, the, <laughs> the anticipation! <laughs> I, the anticipation killing me. I hope it lasts. Walking just in it. He is enjo- He gets like a sick amount of enjoyment from this. It's kind. It's kind of off-putting. It is funny though. It is funny. So Augustus, he, he goes in. He gets shot out, and he gets sent to the fudge room. And yeah, basically what happens every time a kid leaves, the Oompa Loompas sing a song about how like ah you want shit anyways. So yeah, you just, yeah. You, you had you had this coming. You knew what you were like doing. Like the less the lessons learned from this, I guess, or like why he yeah yeah. So uh, the, the Oompa Loompas go off and it's like well bye Miss Gloop. we're gonna go save you we're gonna go maybe save your son from the fudge room. We don't know, maybe we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but then you know we moving on to the next room. We get the boat ride, which this is a funny thing. This is a funny thing to point out because like the thing is, the, this boat has exactly enough seats for the amount of people that are left. So it makes you question: Did so Wonka, he was already anticipating? Yeah, yeah. did Wonka know this was going to happen? I, I mean, I don't know. You would you would think you would think, and it gets it gets more suspicious later on in the movie. Wonka's a sketchy dude. He is a sketchy dude. <laughs> uh, so they go on. They go on to this boat, 
and we get to the one, maybe the most famous sequence of this entire film, the tunnel scene. Because, like, yeah, they go into this tunnel, and then he starts, like, reciting this poem in, like, an increasingly loud voice. There's imagery all around, like, like bugs crawling people's faces, and chickens getting their heads chopped off. And but I think the colors back and forth on his face kind of really help make that, though. Yeah, you know it, what I mean? Because it, it looks like his face is almost like changing into those colors. You know what I mean? It's a combination of the colors, the imagery, yeah. uh, the direct, the direction, the editing, and Gene Wilder's performance in this scene. That all of those elements need to come together to make yeah. this work. Yeah, for sure. And like, it's it's crazy because this 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 weird shit happens. It just stops out of nowhere, and we never address it again. It's like, what the hell did we just do? Like, what? Ju- what the hell just happened? <laughs> like, you, movie, you, you gonna, you gonna explain? No, okay, cool, fine, moving on. Yeah, it's best left unsaid. Yeah, I, I think the, I think the answer would be more terrifying than the explanation. The explanation would be more terrifying <laughs> yeah. than no explanation. Yeah. So the, the, we then go into the testing room. This is where Wonka, you know, tries out all his new products. We got exploding candy. We got things that he's putting shoes into. Again, mad genius. You get you get yeah. that vibe from him. And this is where we get his most secret invention, the everlasting gobstopper, which looks so painful to eat. It looks like a candy Rubik's cube. It looks like a it looks like a candy Jack's piece. Yeah, it looks like that thing would tear your roof of your mouth open. So the whole idea behind this thing is the fact that you can eat this, you can eat this for all just forever and it'll never yeah. get any smaller. But my thing is what about flavor? That's yeah, true. Does the flavor go? That, see, that's what I want to know. How does the flavor stay intact? Yeah, that, that's a very good question. But also, like, yeah. what, look, look at this thing. Would you want to suck on this for years? I mean, it's not, it's not conducive to the mouth. It's not. It really isn't. No, I mean, it's not, like, unless, something that would be easy to, like, suck on. Unless this isn't the gobstopper. Maybe it's the trick, because we know that this is all planned out, and we'll, we'll get to it later. But well, yeah, I mean, it could be a ploy. It could be. And we'll see. Uh, but so yeah, we can we can go on to one more invention. It's like Wonka's got this is something very exciting I've been working on. And we see like all this like this like Rube Goldberg S machine. And it makes like this like one little piece of gum. Yeah. What this gum is, it's basically a three course meal in and of itself. Like you chew it and she's able to go through the progressions of of an entire dinner. But it just so happens to be gum. Who eats gum? Yeah, which what kid here eats gum? <laughs> and like, also the dad doesn't try to stop her. He's just like, uh, no, I don't think we should. I don't, maybe we shouldn't do this. Violet, go, go ahead, go ahead, sweetie. You got this. My question: Do they lose the people in the order they receive the ticket? They don't. I thought they did for a second though, because Augustus was the first. Well, well, that's the thing. They would if Veruca and Violet switch places. Okay, that's why, because I knew Mike TV was next to last, and I knew he yeah. was next to last kid. Okay, so if, if, never mind. If, if you switch the two girls, then yes, they do, but for some okay. reason, they leave it this way. All right. So yeah, she goes through a, a three-course meal. It's uh, tomato, tomato soup, uh, roast, beef and, roast beef and baked potato, and you get to the last, the last course, blueberry pie, and that's where things go, start to go bad. Yeah, she's turning, uh, turning a little blue, getting a little bigger, getting what a little juicy. What about... <laughs> <laughs> Every line you, movie. Violet, you're turning violet, Violet. Yeah. Take her to the juicer. 
Yeah, that's that, that's that's the solution. They got they got to go, they got she starts turns blue and starts to blow up. She yeah. she is turning into a blueberry. So she needs to be taken to the juice room. Yeah, she's filling up with juice. They don't take her to get ju- they don't take her to get it out. She's going to explode. Yeah. And I like how he blows that little flute. Yeah, she's like, "Okay, all right, here we go. Flute." <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like, all right, go off, juicer. Maybe it's time for exploding, but maybe don't. I don't know. We we, we never yeah, find out what happens. As they roll her away. Yeah. So now, and then there were three. Yep. We then get a scene about lickable, wall, lickable wallpaper where Uncle Joe, Grandpa Joe, does some weird stuff with his tongue. Hasn't done that for a while. Oh, <laughs> boy. Man. Got to stop. It's been a while since he's had a lady friend. He's married. Poor guy friend, whoever. Well, yeah, it's been a while since he's done that with his wife. <laughs> I mean, when you have a communal bed, I, I understand why not. <laughs> uh, but then, you know, right right after Uncle Joe, Grandpa Joe, you don't get yeah, no goddamn lesson. Right after you just saw like just like two people like out. Oh, like, what? Why do people keep happening? Because they don't listen to Wonka. We're gonna listen to Wonka. We're gonna make. We're gonna be us all right. And they go to this room where they have these fizzy lifting drinks, these sodas that make you levitate off the ground. So let's just drink them. There's no harm. Oh yeah, no, I don't care if Wonka's an experimental. Like, hey, let's, let's, let's take a drink. No, one, no one's looking. Fucking enabler. <laughs> go they, get a job. Yeah, they, go get it. Go, go work, Grandpa. You don't want to eat cabbage all day. You're moving around. Yeah. So, they, yeah. So they fly, they fly up. They 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 fly up, and they're about to go into this big fan. Then they burp, they burp, they burp. They go, they go to the floor, and they're they're all right. It's like okay, let's let's catch it to the others before before anyone notices. They go into the next room. The next room is filled with things that get stranger as we go into the chocolate factory. There are these giant golden geeses uh, that lay that lay gold. Not, not golden, but they're geeses that lay golden eggs. Giant golden yeah. eggs. I guess I. My question is like, why is, are these chocolate eggs or are they actual golds? Yeah, nobody ever, like, really, it's just supposed to be the fact that you, you want this, apparently. You know what I mean? So, yeah. You do want this. So, maybe, maybe, maybe they're, maybe they're, he said they're going to sell them, so maybe they're chocolates. Because I can't imagine he'd be doing this if he yeah, had who knows? a goose golden eggs. Yeah, seriously. And yeah, this co- now comes the downfall of Arunka. She wants a golden goose. Wonka tells her no, which is a big, uh, big, uh, uh-uh-uh in the world of Arunka salt. But she wants it now. She does want it now. That's where we're letting to the. Uh, uh, I think it's called. I think it's, I think the song is called "I Want It Now." Yeah, I do like. I do like it when like she sings it calmly. Yeah, and then she goes back up to like she'll scream and she just goes tearing through the the whole entire room. Now, correct, correct, correct me if I'm wrong. Like correct me if I'm wrong. She's the only kid to get her own song, right? She is the only one to get her own song. Which, yeah. I mean, makes sense. If, if any kid in this group was going to get a song, it's going to be Veronica Salt. Well, yeah, because she's the most obnoxious. But, I mean, it works, though. It, it just does. shows you how like how, how selfish and greedy she is. And that's what the song's pretty much based on. She wants it now. And it ends with, and it ends with her fi- and it ends with finding out what we already knew. Veronica is a bad egg. Yep. She gets on the uh, egg detector and, or ed, 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 educator or whatever they call it. Yeah. Egg detector. And uh, it's a bad egg, and then her dad, her dad runs tries, after to go, her. tries to go in and say, "Was like, all you gotta do is reach in and pull her out." It's like, oh, nope, there, yeah. and there he goes. And he's a bad egg. And where does it go? The furnace. <laughs> and dad's what? a bad egg too. Where does it go? The furnace. What? Yeah. It's like, oh, you know what? I think they only turn on every other day, so they got a good chance. So you got a shot. It's like, 
uh, what is going on yeah. here? Yeah, it's like, this is, yeah, this is crazy. And if you want further explanation as to why Wonka probably had this all planned out, they go to the next room, which is the, won- the I can't remember what this is called. Like the, Wonka Vision. No, no, not Wonka Vision. The, like the thing they ride to get there. The oh, you're talking about that like tricycle thing or whatever. Yeah. Thing is, yeah. it only has like two sets of seats. So if he had multiple kids at this I mean, point, again, what was he going to do? Yeah. Again, but he probably expected the kids that weren't going to listen, I would imagine. Like, probably. Just the kids that normally yeah, that, wouldn't that, listen anyway. That's how you know he kind of had all this planned out. So, but what if they weren't all kids that found the golden ticket, though? We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. So they go through, and that's where we get to the, to the next room, which is the new experimental thing, Wonka Vision. Yeah. Uh, basically, uh, basically, a contraption he's come up with the fact that he's, like, he's trying to revolutionize candy distribution. What he's going to do is he's going to send Wonka Bar to television that you can reach in and grab yourself. Which, God, I wish they could do that in real life. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. Uh, so 50 years later, we haven't done it yet, guys. 50, yeah, come on, get on it. <laughs> so, yeah. So, it, it works, but Mike, Tuff, Mike TV is just like, you know what, I want to be on TV. Let's go! And then he just zaps himself with the ray. Yeah, and, he, and he comes out like super small on the other side. He's like, oh my God, what have you done? And then his mom puts him in this like little carry-on purse or whatever. Yeah, she's like, she's like, put him in the back, put him in the purse. You don't try to reverse it, like try to make him big again? No. Like, I don't well, know. No, that's the thing. Like, he can't reverse it. It's television, not telephone. So it only goes one way. Well, yeah, well, then he's screwed then. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> uh, the, the, the solution to this is maybe the most violent of anybody. They're going to put him in a taffy puller. <laughs> yeah, they're going to put him in a taffy puller, maybe try and get him back to normal size. Maybe, who knows? Oh, boy. Again, we never find out what happens to any of these kids. It's kind of just implied that they meet either meet a gruesome end or on their path to meeting a gruesome end. We never know. Yeah. Uh, so the, the, day, the day is over. Wonka says, hey, it's a rather unceremonious goodbye, considering everything else we just saw. Yeah. And you're just like, wait, what? Like, don't, don't I get my license supply, license supply yeah. of chocolate? And he's like, Grandpa, yeah. Grandpa Joe's like, something ain't right. I'm going to go in and talk to him. We see Wonka's office, and yeah, you can tell Wonka's not entirely right in the head, yeah. to say the least. Like, they walk into the room, and like, every, everything is cut in half. Yeah. Everything. It's yep. real. It's 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 really strange. Yeah. But yeah. This is where we're like, wh- like this is like where Gene Wilder against gets get stretched acting chops because like yeah, I know you're still physically lifting drink. You lose, you get nothing. Get out. It's like, yeah. And Grandpa Joe's like, yeah, you know what? Fine. Slugworth wants everybody to gossip. He's gonna get it. And Ch- and Charlie, he's like, you know what? No. He he he, he gives he gives it back to him. Yeah. And, and we find out what Russell plot twist. This what? was all a test. What you did it? You passed. Yeah. So <laughs> basically, the whole this whole thing was he was trying to test Charlie's his morals, his ethics, yeah. trying to yeah. see how good a person he really was when he, when the time really came. Because he was looking for a successor, obviously. We find out. Yeah, we find. Yeah. So we also find yeah. out that Slugworth. That the guy we thought was Slugworth is not Slugworth. He, wor- he works for Wonka. Yeah. And here's my theory. It's my theory that there is more than one of these guys. 
Because there's that's the only way it can be multiple plates at the same time. Exactly. So he's like Agent Smith. He is like Agent Smith. Exactly. <laughs> Agent Slugworth. So yeah, he he gets the Godfather back, and he's like, "Oh, you won the you won the grand prize." They go into his great glass his his Wonkavator. They call yeah. it the Great Glass Wonkavator, even though it's clearly made of metal. But whatever, we're not we're not gonna judge it. It goes out of glass roof, so yeah, why not? So he's just like, he's like, "What do you think of the factory, Charlie?" He's like, like I, I, love, I love this. He's like, great. It's good. Cause I'm giving it to you. It's like, what? Yeah. I can't go on forever. I need, I need a successor, someone to, someone to carry on after, after I've uh, you know, decided to hang it up forever. But I can't give it to, a, to an adult. They try to do it their way, not my way. I need to give it to a child, which begs the question. Like, how did you, how did you know that these, these tickets were going to end up with five children? Uh, yeah. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah, but what, what it, it worked his favor, I guess. <laughs> Unless they were already like he kind of like already, I don't know. You could always say it was predetermined that these kids were going to get it. I guess I don't know. <laughs> it's planned from the beginning. Yeah, I, I have no idea. I don't know how you can explain it. But yeah, he's like, yeah, you, your family can come and live in my factory, and now you own the you own the chocolate factory. Does we don't we don't ask what happens when you know you're not a child in a few years, but it doesn't matter because I, I do love this. I love this ending line. And actually, I do. I do a funny story about it. So, uh, the this is supposed Sam. The book ends with just on the line "Yippee," and then the book is over. Yeah. So uh, there's a story where uh, Mel, uh, Mel Stewart, the director, called Roald, called another uh, one of the producers of Roald Dahl. I can't remember which one. He called somebody just like, "Hey, yo, uh, we gotta fix this ending." It's like, wait, what? Look, we've been out here for weeks. We can This cannot end with "Yippee." It's like, and then the then whoever he's talking to walks off. He's like, okay. Think about this. He comes back and he just says, "Okay, instead of that, have Wonka tell Charlie, don't forget what don't forget what happened to the guy who got every who suddenly got everything he ever wanted." And Charlie says, "What?" And Wonka says, "He lived happily ever after." And then the end. And then yes. and then Mel Stewart was like, "Great, goodbye," and then he just leaves. <laughs> that's how they ended it. And yeah, that's how they ended it. Which uh, is not true if you read the sequel, but they don't. But they don't follow. They don't follow that storyline anyway, so it doesn't matter. But yeah, that's where the movie Still ends. Still touching though. That's where the movie ends. So uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, Russell. Final thoughts on Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I love this movie. Honestly, um, it's a movie I could watch whenever. So I was glad when we got the opportunity, obviously, to review it. Um, I was kind of pulling for Office Space. Not gonna lie, because that's a classic too. Um, but nonetheless, I mean, Willy Wonka and Chocolate Factory is a classic. You can't have Willy Wonka without Gene Wilder. Um, we've obviously said enough great things about him. I can't see another person portraying that role. Um, I'll even say, you know, the Marilyn Manson slash Johnny Depp-ish one in the Burton one could, couldn't even light a candle to, which, you know what I mean? Which is kind of, which again, the following, and trust me, I, I do want to talk about that eventually. We will, we will. Uh, eventually, absolutely, because I haven't, it's been forever since I've watched that, so I would absolutely like to rewatch that. Me too. Um, but honestly, it's it's just a feel good movie, man. It's you know you you love Charlie, you root for him. Um, you know Veruca is obviously easy to hate. Um, the score, the soundtrack is fun. All the songs are catchy. They stick in your head. Uh, over, I just it's it's a it's a great movie from top to bottom. I mean, yeah, you can find some things about like obviously Grandpa Joe not wanting to work and all Grandpa, that. Grandpa other Joe stuff. being a con man, artist. What begs the differ? Can the other ones walk too? You know what I mean? Come on. <laughs> There's some foolishness. There's some foolishness going on there. There's, 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 there, 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 there's some fuck, there's some trickery going on around in this house. 
Absolutely, yeah. But it's a fun film. And like I said, you know, Charlie's an easy one to root for. But Gene Wilder's perfect. I think Charlie in the movie is perfect, too. Um, you really start to, you really, it's, it's hard not to root for him. He's so like, he's so perfect and genuine and, you know, real. And it's just, it's, it's, it's hard to root against him. And you're happy that in the end he has a means to provide and take care of his family. You know, he has a, a nice place to stay and stuff like that. So it, it's, it's a great ending. I think overall it's a great film though. Absolutely. I, I, same thing. I, I adore him. It's one of my favorites of all time. I think that is, I think I love the feel of it. I think it's timeless absolutely i think that it's 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 imaginative it's you know yep it's it's uplifting it's it's whimsical it's 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 dark it's sardonically funny it's any it's everything you want from roald dog adaptation everything you want from like a good like fan like fantasy uh adventure like this it's funny it's that's such likable yep. characters that's great performances great music I, I love this from top to bottom. I've seen this movie countless times. I will continue to watch yeah, it Sam. countless times in the future. So that's going to do it for us here today at uh, Notorious by Chance. Uh, Russ, you want to get a plug before we head up? Yeah, Notorious by Chance is the Facebook group. Go ahead and join that. That's when we put up our latest polls. Keep an eye open for this episode dropping and our next poll, obviously. Um, and then you can find us on YouTube. Notorious by Chance is the group name on that. Go ahead and join that. Uh, we will start getting content out there eventually. Um, one day. One day. Yeah. And you, can find me, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, at ChanceWars underscore 91. And uh, check out the movie tree Schmodown where I compete. Uh, final end, end of the year event, we have our Schmodown Spectacular uh, where I will be competing for the Inner Geekdom title. Uh, it's going to be... It's gonna be a really great match. Gonna be really fun. We have a ton of other matches. Like Kevin Smith is playing another match. Chris Jericho is playing another match. So, you have so many, so many things to look forward to with that. Uh, you can check that out ShmodanLive dot com, uh, and just the SC Shmoda Entertainment Network on YouTube. That's gonna do it for us. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next week where we look at movies celebrating their. What are we on? Thirtieth. Thirty. Thirtieth. Thirtieth anniversary. All right. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. <laughs>